All right, welcome to the Catching Out Pod. And then you mute, and then I have to like sit there trying desperately to stay completely silent. Because <laughs> I, <mean. laughs> I, I was like, because Nick always complains about my chair creaking during the middle of the intro, so I mute now. <laughs> so my chair is far worse, but <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to Catching Out Pod. Um, we are working on new graphics for the new season. I guess start of season two. Start of season two. The new season. It's do, do we do we count that like little live stream as the start of season two, or do we just like that was a little like you know bonus video for for I think YouTube? This is like our equivalent of Christmas specials, right? Like this is just a special between <laughs> seasons. I love that. That's incredible. Absolutely. Sure. Sure. Hundred percent. Brilliant. And then like Euros, like last time was our pilot pilot season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that, Nick that doesn't makes, like this idea. I mean, it, it makes. I, I, hey, look, it doesn't matter if I like it or not. It is what's happening. And it's what's happened. So, yeah, um, I like it or not, me, me and Zoe outnumber you here. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nick goes, "Hey, do you want to start a podcast?" They go, "It's our podcast now." <laughs> we already started it. Where have you been? <laughs> oh God. But yeah, so Euros 2023. Um, I guess before we get into that, any any dodgeball news that we want to talk about? I know that's well, crazy. Release is going to be news, like. I mean, yeah, there is, but like, what else have you seen? I mean, okay, so full disclosure, because we were going to mention this before, is we're recording this last day of August, um, and obviously, uh, if you're listening to this now, uh, you'll notice that August was quite a while ago, so. Yes, things will have happened, but we will talk about things that were relevant at the time that we were recording this as, as best we can. Um, but we still want to release it at the right time that keeps people hyped for, for, for Euros, because apparently th- this podcast does that for people. Didn't know that, but um, that was a lot of feedback we got last time. But yeah, um, so do do you have any news? Does anyone have any news? Any thoughts? Um, to do with Euros or to do Dodgeball with Dodgeball in general. Dodgeball in general. I mean, there's some BD updates, British Dodgeball updates, but I don't think we need to get into those now. I think better do that at the start of the season. Um, yeah, yeah. Euros updates, there's a couple rule changes that happened. The 20-minute half thing has already been announced at this point. Um, so that's news, I guess. Yeah. Pretty, pretty big impact, to be fair. Yeah, no, pretty big change. Pretty, pretty big change. Yeah. Um... I mean, the only thing I can, can think of is I saw that uh, the Netherlands are doing a friendly with Sweden. Um, that as... will happen by the time this is released. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So there was a pre-Euros warm friendly with Netherlands and Sweden. Um, and the winner was Nick. Edited. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually. <laughs> and now you know that they won. <laughs> Um, Everybody had fun. I think Spain and, Spain and Portugal just did one as well um, oh, nice. last week. And France and Italy did one about a month ago now, I think it must have been. So there's been a couple like friendlies slash joint trainings that have been going on, which is kind of cool to see. Um, especially like, I don't know, I think it's kind of expected to a degree between smaller nations like, like Belgium, like Spain, like Portugal. But to see France and Italy, which I think of as two of the biggest clubbing nations. Um, clubbing. <laughs> <That's> not... 
Real party ass, no <laughs> To be fair, also I mean, true. Also true. Um, but yeah, it's, it's two, two of the biggest dodgeballing nations to still want to go out and like do friendlies against each other instead of just training within themselves is actually quite nice to see. Um, so yeah, yeah. also I re- I, like they obviously have a lot less opportunities to play compared to us over here, as we have a good zillion opens and. 20 leagues and foam and every everything known to man. It was brilliant for BD to be fair. Like there's a lot of variety out there. Um but yeah, I guess doing stuff like that gives them more opportunity to play dodgeball against in different formats and stuff throughout the year, which is always a good thing. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh I mean I guess the only only thing about that is like within Britain we play usually as clubs. We don't play much as nations. Yeah. So there's not home nations still a thing. Home nations league. That yeah. uh, I think that died. I think that died a terrible death. Probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say so. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I think that's about it really. Uh I do I do want to give a shout out, but I won't go too much into it, into playbackreview.com just because I've been absolutely loving it. Yes, I know. So there is a uh <laughs> website which you can use to tag up your um, dodgeball videos with dodge, uh, dodgeball data to um, yeah get a bit of analysis on how your game went. Um, just going to shout that out because I'm a nerd and I really enjoy it and I think it's really cool. Should have just stopped that I'm a nerd, to be honest. <laughs> most, people, most people already know. To our new listeners, hey, we're all nerds here. I'm dobbing you all in because you, yeah, you are all nerds. No, that's, I, completely, I completely agree. <laughs> I don't know no, what but... you expected. <laughs> Oh, the truth hurts, doesn't it, sometimes? <laughs> yeah, I'm turning down all these great plans on a Wednesday evening, you know. <laughs> oh, man, you're so with it because it's Thursday, right? <laughs> well, yeah, fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> no, we're releasing this on a Wednesday. <laughs> like... We never release a podcast on a Wednesday. It's always Thursday. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, let's, let's leave that. No, let's, let's go with that. I like that one, Zoe. <laughs> Zoe's dug me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Right. Should we just go straight into Euros? Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Mixed. Uh, we'll start off with mixed. Um, mixed pools. So obviously we did our little uh, video on our first original takes on the pools. Uh, so if you haven't seen it already, go watch that because some of it might be repeated, but we'll go into a bit more detail or back up our, some of our statements here. Um, but just before we get too far into it, um, like just some things to note is that the format of the, uh, the, the the tournament going forward, that how it was drawn, you can go back and watch the video and find, find out. But um, for this, getting to the quarterfinals, top two from each group will get through um, and you will make sure that they are split on either side of the table. So if you are um, pool A, first place or and pull a second place you won't meet each other until the finals um same for every pull um and then there will also be i believe i assume it's going to be the same as uh what happened in uh Drakton, but uh for all the other pairings after that all the groups of four after that so it'll be nine through to 13 i think nine 10 11 12 no nine to 12 um that then the third place for each four pools will then go through to like a mini playoff to see where people rank so if there is play, uh, placing i assume that is what is happening um 
I I I, yeah. I could have I could have read up on it. I I haven't. I, I won't lie. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's Euros uh, and kind of how it works. So yeah, mixed pools. Thoughts. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right, that is great pod, guys. Um, thanks for, thanks no, for listening. No, for the first time ever, means that we didn't talk over each other. <laughs> However, <laughs> both of us just went, don't know you. <laughs> uh, I guess, actually, you know what? Is it, while, while you guys decide what's going on, uh, for, our audio, for our audio listeners who are listening wherever you get your podcasts, um, the pools for mix are pool A, we have Croatia, Italy, Switzerland, Ireland, and Serbia. In pool B, we have Northern Ireland, Sweden, Netherlands, Spain, and Norway. Um, pool C, England, France, Czechia, and Belgium. Pool D, Austria, Scotland, Wales, and Hungary. Um, so, yeah. Do you have any thoughts now, guys? Zoe! <laughs> God damn it! This is gonna be a long ass podcast. Oh, wow. Come on, no, we did we did this in part. We did that on purpose. We did that on purpose, Nick. Don't God, don't get really? angry. It's okay. We do have thoughts. Everybody... We do have thoughts. <laughs> I love how we said this is gonna be a short one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> to me, I'll be honest. I'm really looking forward to seeing the chaos that's gonna happen in Poulet. Uh, most, most. Yeah, we're a little biased with us, but Poulet, obviously. Yes and no, like just because the top three teams that I would rank um, are nowhere to be seen um, creates a very interesting dynamic. This is what like this is the cool thing about like home nation being um, top seeded in pots. Um, that's still going to be a very difficult group for Croatia, but obviously a lot easier than having to play Austria, England or NI as they are all in top form at the moment um, based on last year's anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how that pans out because like for me it's between I've, and obviously the bias is probably going to play a part here, but um, Italy, Ireland, and Switzerland are the three teams in there. I think it'll be battling for the top two spots. I imagine. Yeah. Um, especially at the Ireland squad, um, is looking a bit. It's looking a, a, a lot stronger than last year, I'll be perfectly honest. Um, and I think this is where, like, the change of um, the length, the period of time um, for matches to 20-minute halves, um, I think, like, team management is going to be massive, especially as Ireland have a lot of people playing, you know, men and mixed and then women and mixed. Um, but I think there's enough experience and quality and depth throughout the whole squad that um, Ireland have enough, I think, to take a top two spot alongside Italy, I think. But yeah, <laughs> I didn't like that one. <laughs> I think it will be interesting for like, because like you said, obviously, like the, there's three teams that I'd say realistically in that, though we don't know what serbia or croatia look like they could show up with a bunch of handballers we just don't know um but italy switzerland ireland would be the three that you're kind of putting that mix italy you would say should be coming out on top but we've seen italy's team announcement and they're not bringing like some of their strongest throws they're not putting them necessarily in the mixed team they kind of seem to be using the mixed team as either 
like a B team or just a way of like pro- presumably to rest Developed. their strongest players, right? Because it's way too much to expect your you know star players to be playing so many minutes in both formats. So you want them as a as a sub in one format and a main player in another, which seems to be what Italy is doing. That seems to also be what Switzerland's doing. And if I remember correctly from what you've said, that feels like that's what Ireland's doing as well. So that could be interesting because we yeah, just genuinely yeah. don't we don't know how these players are going to play against each other like we haven't really seen these these teams set up against each other because there's been changes because we're playing slightly different players and because you know you've brought in so many new players into Ireland as well so it's a really difficult one to predict I would say we can be quite comfortable in predicting Italy coming out on top but as soon as you say something like that Italy is immediately going to like come third for no apparent reason um Switzerland and Ireland I wouldn't be shocked if it's going to be, you know, Italy beat Ireland, Ireland beat Switzerland, Switzerland beat Italy. Yeah. Like the, the the triangle's probably going to come out and it's going to come out come down to a set difference like that. Genuinely wouldn't shock me. Yeah. And you know, as we're discussing, like I I I think the coach's job at this Euros for a lot of different teams that are having to manage like fitness and you know, um mental strength throughout the four days of dodgeball. Um, it's going to be four long days of dodgeball. Yeah. Um, if you're playing across both um, disciplines available, like there's so much, there's so many variables that have to come into this. It's actually going to be crazy. Like people like England who have, you know, a whole staff of people that are going to be like watching individuals as well as like the entire team are going to have a massive advantage for that alone. Just knowing how to best rotate people in and out. Um, and I think games are going to be a lot slower, and I really don't know who that's going to benefit more. Because um, obviously, you know, some teams love that quick exchange high up court throughout games, especially with a bigger neutral zone um, in that regard. Um, so, yeah, it's it, honestly, it's going to be so, so hard to predict. So, yeah. so hard to predict. I think that's the general theme across this entire episode is like there's so many confounding factors here that like we don't necessarily have a good way of predicting it. Last year, then we were like, oh, we can't possibly predict it because COVID this year, there's quote unquote no COVID. Um, But, you know, there's so many other factors that come in with the the 20 minute change is arguably an even bigger change because like, yes, we didn't see some nations for two years, but we've never seen any of these nations play for 20 minute halves except for the ones that went to worlds and that's a different format again um so it's it's just a weird territory interesting one an interesting one yeah so that was pool a uh pool b yeah that was fine um (laughs) pool c pool c i think should be interesting to see between france and czechia um i think france might come out on top with that one but it could be closer than you'd think um, Pool D is quite fun because I love a good home nations matchup and Scotland versus Wales should be really, really fun. Scotland against Hungary could also be really fun. That was an interesting one last year. So that that should be, I think that's quite a tough pool, um, Pool D. Very, um, very yeah. underratedly tough, I think. Um, yeah. But it does mean that one of the home nations likely, you know, I'm predicting Austria will somewhat walk that group. Um one of them will be not in the top eight, which is maybe not what they're hoping for. Either of them. Um, yeah. I was. I'm, I'm interested in Paul B because uh, I think Spain could be an absolute wild card. Um, like they, they, they have been 
an interesting bunch to watch, and they are very much taking dodgeball seriously. The rate of like growth and how much they're playing locally um, is kind of insane to me. Um, like they seem pretty well as- established in their in their regions um, in quite a short space of time. So I'm curious to see who they're going to bring or who's going to be able to come, uh, how, how much more experience they would have gained, and if that's going to throw a few wrinkles in for people. It might not, but um, it, could, it could be interesting. And I think Sweden and Netherlands, that is just going to be quite a class game to look, look out for. Um, I think in any any of the formats, Sweden and Netherlands is just like, I think they're two teams, two countries that are a very similar level. Um, so actually watching their friendly would be pretty fascinating, I reckon. Yeah, I think... The Spanish team in mixed is an interesting one. Um, I think before last year, as I said something to the tune of, I didn't really rate them very highly because they were one of the only national teams that we saw at the Paris Open last year. We saw them again this year. Um, and like the the thing about playing them in their mixed squad, even as a club team that went along and Warwick eliminated barely qualifies as a club team. Um, <laughs> you know, playing against them in mixed format Paris Open for last Euros, it felt as if they had very little team cohesion across genders. Um, so that that kind of classic thing that you get with some teams where it feels as if the women aren't valued or maybe don't value themselves or, you know, for whatever reason, there's no confidence in their women um, in both directions, both from the women towards themselves, but also from the men towards the women. And so the women would just stand around, do nothing. And then at the end of the game, when all the men were out, they would get hit out because they hadn't done anything the entire match. And they were just getting beaten every single time. Um, and, and they weren't that impressive. Playing them again at Euros, though, last year, they had fixed that to a degree, I would say. Um, we played a really good game against them. Uh, Switzerland, we nearly nearly managed to come back, but not quite. Um, so that they beat us last, last Euros and mixed. And that was a really interesting game. And part of the reason it was so interesting was that their women were actually contributing and it wasn't that their women were so much better than they were a few months before it was that they had changed their mindset and they changed their confidence level and it's, it's what people say all the time about mix it's what neutral zone just said in their episode um that like it comes down to whether or not you're playing a mixed team that is just three men or a mixed team that's six players um and spain managed to make that switch in those few months there and it'll be interesting to see if that really grows in the year that they've had now to train it um but I don't know. I I didn't think that they would. I don't. I don't see them necessarily taking it to Sweden and Netherlands just yet. But they could do. They could surprise us. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is it could be closer than we think. And if you're in with a fight, you never quite know how the game will. You know, the game will fall. Um, and I think that that's that's my thought about Spain. It's not so much that they're going to come out and they're going to be like you know what like of all the European teams middling, but I think with the rate of growth and how, you know, their mindset, I think you could definitely see them come out and I guess rock the boat a little bit with, uh, with, with some of their performances. And I think mix, maybe they'll, maybe they'll want it that they can do it in. Um, my thoughts on Paul A though, um, pretty much everything that you said is probably the most open of all the pools, uh, to see what will happen. Um, and yeah, we'll have to see what happens with Serbia and Norway, which, you know, uh, just to say on this pod, welcome, uh, welcome to welcome to Euro Serbia, <laughs> Norway, and uh, we'll we'll get on to them later, but um, to Denmark as well, um, and yeah, let's see let's see how it goes. Um, but hope yeah. first first of all, hope you have a whale of time. Hope it's great fun and you enjoy yourselves. Second of all, uh, hope that the games are good, competitive, and uh, yeah, they're the hopefully uh, surprise a few people. Um, so yeah, what like that'll be cool to see. Good to see new nations joining. 
Um, and this is the first year, as far as I, I know, and someone can correct me if they, want, if they know, but as far as I can tell, the first year where Euros has had all three versions uh, have four full pools, um, so a minimum of four, uh, four teams, um, and some of them obviously have more. You've got pool A and pool B here with five, but in mixed men's and women's, we've got four full pools, which is just awesome. None of that best third place getting in anymore. Like it's just top two, get to the top two of your group and you'll be through. Just ah, oh, so satisfying. <laughs> Great to see. One other thing that just occurred to me while you were talking and I had to double check to make sure I wasn't about to say something really dumb, but last year Hungary entered a men's and women's team, but not a mix, yeah. uh, which was weird. Um, and I don't know why they did that. I, uh, I assume it's to do with just, they've never played mixed, um, but most, most, nations tend to i don't know it's so common that we see people enter men's teams and mixed teams i think that's maybe the first time we've seen someone do men's and women's but not mixed despite clearly having the capacity to field a mixed team because they had a women's team um so we've never seen this hungarian women's team that's their their men's really impressed last year their their women were actually very decent as well for a debut um so it'll be interesting to see how they fare in what i said already potentially one of the trickiest groups um but they could actually surprise, which was why Hungarian men did so well last year, I think, was that they they really shocked Scotland. Um, so it could be interesting to see what happens if they can if they can pull off that same trick again. Um, I don't necessarily expect they will, but it'll I'm, I'm I wanna see what they how they play. I've never seen Hungarians play mixed, so it'll be interesting to see that one. I think Denmark are doing the same thing as well. I think they if I'm correct, I think they've got a men's and a women's. I think they just. Oh no, no, no! Sorry, yeah, so yeah, because uh, we only have sixteen for women's thing, but yeah, yeah no, it, I th I think it's like my thoughts on that is that I think it's like different stages of growth. Like if you're if you've got enough women in the game to like put out mixing, that's the first step. If you've got like any women in the game, you like get three, which is enough to put out mixing, and if you end up getting like to the point of seven, especially if you're entering something like Euros where you're going to be playing quite a lot. Like, that would be a good point to say, right, we're not going to enter mix because we've only just got enough for a whole women's team and we might as well give them all the full experience rather than, like, you know, if you have, like, six, for example, you might as well go do, like, the whole thing and play the full Euros rather than having three that you've got to rotate through all of them. Um, and then if you've got even more, then you can say, all right, well, now we've got enough to have a women's and a mix and then, you know, mix it up there and have dedicated players for different teams. But it depends how different, you know, countries want to do it and how they want to run it. But... Um, I, yeah. I imagine that's what's happening. Right, we'll go on to predictions now. Full disclosure, Zoe and Colm have not seen what we've all predicted. I, I only yeah, know what I we've did, all I predicted. Didn't, I didn't look. But... Additional, additional addendum, I don't think I've seen my own ones because I wrote my predictions while in a migraine phase the likes of which no one has ever experienced before. So I, mean, I don't really remember what I wrote. I was listening is... to Neutral Zone earlier and I could not remember a single thing that I predicted. This, this is going to be brilliant then, because, yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't uh... wait to talk about these things. <laughs> <laughs> talk about my predictions, then let's go. Um, so, yeah, okay, let's just let's just get into it. Let's show you mixed full predictions, or mixed predictions. Here we go. So, for, for those that are uh, watching, um, you'll see that on this graph, that it's basically a normal quarterfinal, semifinal, final champion type flow. Um, but you'll see there's three different um, predictions for each stage. And that's done from left to right. So it's me on the left, Zoe in the middle, and Column on the right. So that, that is our predictions. Um, 
so yeah uh to just call out the obvious the ones that we've all predicted are going to happen we've all predicted italy to top group a um we've then said that in group a zoe and myself have said switzerland will come second colin's predicting ireland uh from group B, uh, group b group b <laughs> um all three of us predicting northern ireland to top it with uh sweden to come second group c england to top and france to come second we've all predicted that and group d austria to top and a split in opinion i think wales are going to come through and zoe and colin think scotland so yeah thoughts upon seeing that <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at my table to work out why i've said this but <laughs> oh yeah yeah you meant uh, ireland over switzerland right <laughs> no, no to be honest i i was really close to um doing uh ireland switzerland italy i i genuinely i could i could put it any of those three in any order and i would have been happy with it i'll being dead honest um I mean, I'm going to be a bit brutal. I'm going to say I, I, I think, think Italy aren't going to have an issue with it. I think Italy are going to be relatively well. I, I, top. I think it was some neutral zone where they said Giselli isn't playing mixed. Yeah, um, I think this year that that genuinely like has a massive impact. I think personally. Have you guys looked at the team announcements? Basically? Yeah, I, I yeah I had a look. I mean, I, I don't. It's not, it's not like that. I've gone to Italy much and gone spoken to them, so I don't know the names, but. Um, says the guy that's apparently an expert in speed and is waiting to see who's going to see that squad. Hey, uh, that, commenting on what I've seen on social media and stuff is very different than commenting to say, oh yeah, I know this guy really well and like he's amazing. Um, I no, I've, I've not seen it. I, I only I only heard listen to Neutral Zone and you're on heard that and that kind of. If I was to do it again, I probably would think about taking Italy out of it altogether and uh, being brutally honest. It's one of those things where, so right after the groups were drawn, Matteo Mini was in my um, in my DMs on Instagram, being like, "So, what what kind of team is Switzerland entering in the mix?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my guy. I'm like, that's interesting that to me man. because yes, obviously, like we talk a lot, but also I don't think on a normal day Italy would be that worried about Switzerland. Um, and I'm not saying that that's the sign of a worried man at all. Like that's just info gathering, but. I don't know, I wouldn't even bother to gather that info if you didn't see Switzerland as being something that could actually cause a thorn in your side, which is a new position for the Swiss mixed team to be in. Um, so, I don't know, you we'll see. You always were going to be a... Because Switzerland are an annoying team to play against in pretty much every discipline, to be fair. Um, it was... Although, although in the, there was a few games where you weren't like justified in some of the results um and how close it was in terms of how you played versus the number of sets you actually won mm. um was one thing i noted um last year so I, I genuinely having to like balance things in my head for who to pick i was like italy's arms are going to be too much for people who don't come up against that heavy of an arm on a regular basis like you'd yeah. see it in like in in the uk in bd there's loads of people with like big arms. You come against it all the time. But if you go to most other nations, they don't have many people that are throwing absolute rockets at your chest um, again and again and again. So I, whenever I made my prediction, I was like, oh, I could I, I could see Italy overpowering both Ireland and Switzerland. And then it kind of coming down to who's going to 
outclass the other in the game between Switzerland and Ireland. But if Italy don't have the arms, I don't know if they have... That's a big loss of experience for one. Um, and a real game changer. Um, so I, I'll be honest, I'm kind of like... I'll, I'll stick with it, obviously, because, you know, I'm not going to make Nick change the graphics on the fly. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I, 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 still, I still say it could be any three in any order, and I, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I think I put Switzerland over Ireland, not just as a matter of if I don't, then I will get an earful at training, but also because like I do think Switzerland, I've, I've said this from like the first time that I played with Switzerland, I think their best attribute has been for a while their fitness levels. You know, their dodgeball intelligence gradually going up, um, but the fitness level is actually really, really quite quite high on the Swiss team on average. I am consistently the least in shape person there uh, by, by a mile. And I wouldn't say I'm out of shape by English no. league, but as soon as I go back, I feel very, very weak um, fitness levels. The actual playing-wise, I'm fine. Like, as soon as we're on a court, I'm fine, but... The fitness levels in the Swiss team, I'd say, are on average a lot higher than they are in, in English leagues. And the Irish team do have a fair, decent overlap with the English league system. And mm -hmm. I'd imagine similar fitness levels in the Irish leagues as well. So right. I wouldn't be surprised to see if a 40-minute um, match structure might benefit the Swiss team over the Ireland team. And then Italy, or just Italy, so they'll be fine. First, Abe, I don't think it'll impact the group stages as much. It'll be... But I think Swiss, the Swiss, like in like the quarterfinals onwards, are you know if they don't make it, you know the playoffs onwards, that's yeah. where that that will really work in their favor massively. Yeah. But if you can if you can get out of the group top two, like it makes whoever you face afterwards, you know whether it be you know according to us Northern Ireland or Sweden, um, makes it a very interesting matchup to be fair. Yeah. Semi-finals. Of course, I mean, results. yeah. The, I mean, the only other thing I was going to say is um, the fact I like defend myself on why I put um, Wales over Scotland. Um, I don't know. I like I, Jess is going to come after me right now. I'm just talking about it, but like, I just, <laughs> I, just I, I, I do think with some of the people that come in for Wales, I think potentially their women are stronger, and I would say that. That, that Welsh team, if they click, um, which it looks like they have by all their social media and stuff, they've been going out together, they've been spending a lot of time together. Um, there's, I know there's been a, a fair few new people that have joined this year. So it looks like they've done their work to, to, to get that cohesion. I don't know how well Scotland are going to do um, in, in that respect and whether or not they've changed that much from last season. Uh, last season. Um, so I am tentatively hopeful that Wales will get through. I know that the mixed, I think, for Wales last year was their worst performing group uh, or worst performing team, but I have hope for them this year um, in that group to do a little bit better than than Scotland. That's 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 it. They are then going to come against England. And, I mean, who, whoever it is, because we, you know, we're all predicting England to come through C1, um, a home nation who you know Scotland v England or Wales v England that is going to be a hell of a quarterfinal to watch <laughs> like that's going to be so good oh, abs absolutely like and I, I don't think you know claiming Wales will beat Scotland is that big of an upset 
personally. Like, I, I do think that's quite close. I do think both of them will give Austria a game. I, I know you kind of said that Austria will walk over them. I don't think it'll be a walkover, especially um, as we've talked about, you know, longer matches. Austria have a number of individuals they kind of heavily rely on in the big games. And you can't really just kind of play your, you know, quote unquote B team um, against Scotland and Wales and expect to beat them. So they'll have to play some of the bigger guys. Um, and Wales and Scotland have the chance to kind of try and utilize that the best way possible. I think it's going to be a big job for Phil to to manage the team because I, I don't know if they announced who's playing men, women mixed for both Wales and Scotland, but I imagine there'd be some overlap if I was to make a prediction. Um, I'd, ex- I'd expect so. So, yeah, like so much of this is going to come down to the experience of the coach and manage it, like game management from the players as well. And um, like Zoe mentioned earlier on, like fitness is going to play a massive part. Um, and I, I really don't know how people are going to handle it. I don't know if Austria um, play the 20 minute halves yet. We definitely don't. Um, so I haven't really seen people play long days of dodgeball playing 20 minute halves before. I know like GB played at Worlds, but their squad was so massive. It like I mean, Austria played at Worlds too. Rotation. Um, I can't remember how they did. I'll be brutally honest. Uh, they, they did quite well. They, the the women's won the whole thing, uh, and I think GB won mixed and men's. I think GB didn't. No, that yeah, yeah, they might. Have, yeah, yeah, they didn't I win women. I know that. No, I know Austria. Austria won that, but um, um, yeah. But we're talking about mixed, Nick. <laughs> I said they were at the final. I can't remember who won it. Uh, I can't remember either. But um, it's really bad that we can't remember these things. GB won mixed. I just, I, I just have bad memory. Um, it's why I have to write everything down at all times. <laughs> you know. But yeah, so anyway, basically, point point being is that I, I don't think it's a big, big, massive ask for or a big upset if Wales were to beat Scotland. I'm not as big as other people might make it out to be. I, I think Wales have a strong squad. Like you said, I think their women's probably is... Um, a lot of them would play more mixed um, uh, through mixed league because a lot of them play for different clubs and stuff like that, don't they? Um, I beg your pardon, Austria won mixed cloth austria won next thank you very much sir um <laughs> such a shambles this is the most elongated point that i've had to repeat like three times yes wales have a good chance of beating scotland that will be a very close game and i think they'll also give austria a game um so it, yeah be very interesting to see how that all pans out that is the group of death in my eyes yeah 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 very much so I, I mean, there's two groups of death, because I say A is somewhat of a group of death in the sense that it's very attainable. Yes, but I through. think whoever whoever comes third in um, Group D will probably be the best out of everybody else, i.e. finish ninth. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that. I think, oh, would I say that? I don't know. That, that oh, I don't, I'm not sure if I agree with that or not. I, oh, I, I, don't I, know. I don't see who else would beat them. Uh, I'd say the Dutch are pretty good. I don't know if they have enough to. I'm not, I'm not like this is the diss at anybody else. I, I, no, no, no. I'm just yeah. It's. 
I, I, I don't see the Dutch having enough to beat either Wales or Scotland. But I'm, they're, they're, they're a country I'm very interested in seeing um, how far they've come since last year because they, they really shocked me with how well they played um, across the board. Hmm. Yeah. All right. But should we go on to... I mean, yeah, actually, semi-finals. Okay. Can't move on. Yeah, we oh, bloody hell, my bad. <laughs> so, okay, so we all predict uh, England, Northern Ireland, and Austria winning their quarterfinals and getting through. So that would cause a Northern Ireland Austria um, semi on one side of the uh, of the draw, um, and then England versus the winner of Sweden versus Italy. Um, and we're, we're split on this, apparently. We're split on who we think is going to win. So myself and Colin think Sweden will win and uh, Zoe thinks Italy. But I'm not sure if you've changed your opinion since. <laughs> face would say so. <laughs> Maybe. The audio, to the audio <laughs> listeners, uh, Zoe just shat a brick whenever she's seen a prediction. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, like, so I think I may have forgotten which section of the map I was looking at here and I think I may have been thinking in men's terms um, but I do also think Italy does have a chance in the Sweden match still like I don't think it's a foregone conclusion Sweden win partly because, so I know we've just been talking about the fact that Italy have a weaker unquote, team entered into their mixed that is a negative I would say for the first two days I think it becomes a bit more of a positive almost afterwards just in the sense of if you're entering a team that's completely different to your men's team you know none no overlap whatsoever you have people who are match ready and if the exhaustion's starting to set in by the third day which it really 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 does then it, I don't know what Sweden's team looks like I haven't seen it I don't think they've announced the eh. I don't know that off the top of my head, but I don't think at this point in time they've announced it. So we don't know. There might be some overlap. There might not be. I would imagine there will be some overlap between their men's and mix and into the Swedish team. So you might see Italy just scrape through. Can I, can I not hear us? Or, oh, you can hear us. You just get audio. Just no, 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 no. Audio is coming through now. Like for some reason, my headphones reset and it went from the um headset version to the stereo version um which meant no audio from um uh what you call it um discord was coming through onto obs so like it only happened for like the last two minutes so i don't know where we got to but um basically whatever so you and my you want to quit on, uh, it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> um <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> I mean, sh short version, Italy don't have as much overlap, so they might be able to put all their eggs in the semi-final basket, but Sweden probably aren't going to be any other semi-finals, so they might be able to put all their eggs in the semi-final basket as well. At which point, I don't have a fucking clue. I'm not entirely sure I put down the right thing in my prediction here, but if somehow Italy pull it out of the bag, I will look like a prediction's god, so. Yeah, god, okay. Let's Fair not, enough. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I mean, you felt like you did it pretty it. well last year. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, for whatever happened for that horrible edit that just had to happen there because my audio screwed up. Zoe's neck messed it up. Neck is ruined your day, folks. I mean, yeah, I usually do, don't I? Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so that's the first semi final, and then we're on to the second semi final of Northern Ireland and Austria. Um, unless you had anything, any thoughts on that column? No, I 
pretty much everything's always said like it's going to be a tight game be very interesting i i really after a chat with the swedish coach one of the swedish coaches last year it's i would they've they've really intrigued me in terms of like how they're changing how they're they're like approach to training and in turn competitions um which is why i think they'll pep italy in this case fair enough and then yeah sweden sweden england we we all we're all predicting england to go through off of that one england are really good (laughs) 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 Uh, okay (laughs) now for the the fun one though they didn't make Mm. the mix final last year though um because they lost they met austria in the semis and lost but they won't be on the same side of the draw due to our prediction so northern ireland the austria in the other semi-final uh split opinions on who's getting through on that one uh myself and colin think northern sorry. ireland and austria is in the middle uh austria zoe six austria which is interesting that um considering zoe has usually been right in these scenarios colin and i are the ones that are differing from zoe <laughs> so sorry please tell us why we're wrong i, I don't i uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh you're not backing it no. No, I, I, no, I do, I do back Austria over Northern Ireland. I was looking at that as well while we were just going through all that nonsense. And like, yeah, I do stand by that. I think Austria as a mixed team and uh, like their men's team, their women's team, and their mixed team are all incredibly, incredibly good. I back Austrian women over Northern Ireland by a substantial-ish margin. I don't think there's that much difference between Northern Ireland and Austria when Austria have a full strength team. We have to remember that last year Austria had a hell of a tournament when it came to their injury list, their illness list, like the, specifically in their men's team. Um, so I think like, you know, it's easy to kind of lose track of that when we're looking at Austria's men's results from last year. I think their their men are very good. Their women are very, very, very good. Um, and their mixed team gels very well when they play together. Um, so I wouldn't, I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see them beat Northern Ireland. I think that that's a, that's a, a result I'm going to stand by in my predictions. It's yeah, a, I, it's I, an interesting one because like, I completely forgot that uh, they were mixed world champions right now. So I do feel a little bad for putting Northern Ireland through instead. I I wouldn't because I I think um, everybody kind of like goes like GPs as powerhouse, but they've never really from what I, the the very few games I've seen a GP playing, it never never clicked properly. Like they never really had a proper play style. Um, and it was more individuals um, rather than, you know, a proper squad. Um, I think NI as a squad are so cohesive. I think their approach to mixed is really impressive, um, in my opinion. Like, um, I know Nutrizil uh, kind of touched on this, but like the likes of Shannon, who's surviving during mixed games is incredible compared to a lot of different um, women in the discipline. I think that the guys know the role, the women know the role, and they step up whenever they've needed to. They know, and their ability to like play out the time compared to a lot of different nations is like definitely up there in my opinion. And I, I just, there's something in me that says NI in mix is going to have a really, really good tournament this year. That's gonna bite me in the ass. I already know it as soon as I said it. But um, I did. They really what, impressed me last what year. Was... Mix the NI. 
Oh, everything I say is gonna be wrong. We both know it. Like Zoe's Zoe's prediction is gospel. Like uh, put your money on it, folks. You might as well. Um, <laughs> but no, in all in all seriousness, like especially you know having chatted to Brew about how NI approach their, um, you know, essentially boot camps, um, training sessions. You know, the they're fitness focused, and I think they'll come in fully ready assuming everybody's fit and healthy um they're gonna come in and i think they're gonna put on a show um throughout this tournament across all three disciplines i think their women will really um surprise people this year um knowing my predictions are probably, <laughs> probably also bite me on the ass um but yeah no i i'm really impressed by them i think all year incredible and, and i said it more than most um for last year um both the preview and um you know the post tournament reactions like austria i are a different breed at times um but and, and i are just the team to watch right now and i think they're going to take the momentum from how they played last euros and take it up a notch again yeah fair, fair. i i really don't know now that i'm thinking about what happened at Worlds last year? I don't know why I picked Northern over the top of it, but then I remember what happened. You, in the you don't have migraine as a as a reason for this. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't. And I think I think we're going to see that game be a lot closer than the games at Euros were last year. Yeah, um, I completely agree with that. And I'm I'm so curious to see how it goes. I think that will come down to a one minute set, but ninety second set, isn't it? In uh, in EDF rules. Oh, he's, he's getting good at this. <laughs> um, in a 90-second set, um, I think it will come down to that. Uh, like, I can't see I can't see it going any other way. I think it's going to be a really tight game. I think it's going to be a hell of a one to watch. And I think that's on Saturday, isn't it? Semis are on Saturday, and then the finals will be on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody only plays one game on the Sunday, right? Sunday, yeah. Because um, we've, we've got to get ready to party. Um and then, yeah, so the final. Um, Colin, I think it'll be England versus Northern Ireland. Zoe, England versus Austria. Um, and with that, Zoe and I both have England winning, and Colin has Northern Ireland. This was that. This was a really tough one, I'll be honest, because I think the fact that Potentially, England have well. In my, my opinion, England have the easier semi-final if it all pans out the way we think it will, right? And I think if they if they have the opportunity um, to take out some of the star players um, in the disciplines, like throughout the weekend, I, I do think England could take it. But again, like the fitness levels of that NI squad were incredible, as we've seen last year. It was because the likes of like. Adam Hill, Kelvin played a hell of a lot. Um, Smurf played a hell of a lot. Like, and we're still able to make it to the end. If NI are able to manage, like, players, like fitness levels and their mentality throughout the whole weekend, I I could see them taking the final against England because I just think England have this <laughs> a chip in the shoulder is not really what I'm going for, but like. I just think NI have that mental edge at the moment. And I think, you know, how well they played last year was, although we'll drive England, I also think could end up being a bit of their downfall. I I, I really do think uh, NI is going to take a lot of momentum out of last year into this. Um, and either, you know, up their game or might 
you know, plateau it. But I'd I'd like to think that having chatted to a lot of them throughout the years, that they're level headed people and I think they'll they'll make the most out of it this year. I think what my where my thoughts are gone and it, it kind of echoes some of what Kath was saying on the on the neutral zone podcast. Um was England are an interesting squad in the fact that they didn't really adapt that much to play styles last last year. And the reason why I back the, the mix is because of the three teams. I think I saw the most hope in them adapting or trying to change um, setups or you know try and break down Austria in that semi-final was in mix. Um, I didn't really see it as much in... Um, in the women's or in the men's. I mean, the men's was a bit of a different deal because they got up early and it was Northern Ireland that called it back for a victory. But I, th- I just, I see that mentality and a bit more of the flexibility because it's mixed. It's two different squads in a, se- a sense coming together. I see that a bit more flexibility working to their advantage. Um, and I think it probably makes more sense when you look at it in respect to my other predictions of what's going to happen in men's and women's. But I think this is the one that they're going to crack. Um, and they probably bring it all together. So, like, I don't, I don't know where Austria are going to go. I think they, 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 they could stick it, and they could beat Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland, I don't know how much I'm feeling in confidence in their women at the moment. Um, I think they got kind of lucky last year with some of their routes to the third, fourth play, uh, third, fourth playoff, um, if I remember correctly. Like, um, so I don't, I don't know how their mixed team's going to look. Um, or how, 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 how it's going to compare. So that's why I'm feeling England, England have a bit of an edge there. But it, it is like going out on a bit of a limb. Like, I, genuinely, between the three of them, I, I don't know. It, flip a coin, a three-sided coin, and it could be any of them. Yeah. A three-sided... I mean, I guess all coins all are coins three-sided. coins are three-sided, yeah. But then the question becomes, like, which which side... Which team is the little thin side of the coin? Which one are you saying is really definitely not going to be there? And in no, your case, you guys let have this conversation. Austria. Not let yeah, not let you have this conversation. <laughs> not happening. Moving uh, on. <laughs> for for my prediction, because I had different final setup to you guys, and yeah, I've agreed with, with uh, Nick, right? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. England. Um, um, I think that it comes from as I'm looking at my own prediction route. Uh, on my second screen at the moment and like I think part of the reason why I put England through is England are an incredibly strong mixed team both teams at the final are going to be an incredibly strong mixed team Um, and all that you just said was entirely correct Nick I think Austria have such depth and such like raw physicality that they'll be really strong in that final anyway but the difference for me is I put Austria in all three finals I haven't put England in the men's final um, and I think that if England if England don't make it to the men's final, if my prediction is right, then that therefore puts a lot more pressure for them to try and just for the men particularly who are playing in both both men's and mixed to actually get a medal. Um, and I think that that that'll mean that they put so much more focus, and that might end up being the difference. Um, that means that my mix my mixed prediction hinges entirely on my men's prediction. So. You know, if my men's prediction goes wrong, my mixed one goes out the window. Um, but I do stand by my men's prediction. I was just trying to work that one out if I think that that was a migraine haze decision. But no, I, I don't think England are going to make it to the men's finals. Um, and if, if they do, then that creates an interesting thing is it, again. But um, 
I think that could be a, a strong difference is whether or not you're in all the finals or some of the finals or none of the finals um, makes makes a huge difference. I, I would agree. Um, it's somewhat why I predicted it as well. Like I say, I, I think this is the one they're going to crack. I won't say anything more than that at the moment, but yeah, um, could be interesting. Uh, any more for any more? Or should we go on to what do you want to do? Men's or women's? Men. Let's go men's. Men, 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 men. We're going to get hit with copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how talented I am at singing? <laughs> it's like five machines in the room. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Right, so men's pools. Um, so wel- welcoming Denmark to the stage. Um, and in pool A, we have Croatia, Italy, Czechia, Belgium, and Denmark. Pool B, England, Scotland, France, Hungary, and Norway. Uh, pool C, Austria, Wales, Switzerland, Netherlands, Serbia. And Paul D, Northern Ireland, Sweden, Ireland, and Spain. Right, please, one of you speak. I fucking knew it. <laughs> you can't, you can't be honest like that. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. I was literally, I was about to speak until you said that. You yeah. had to go ruin it. <laughs> go on, um, then, I get, sorry. I, I agree. I, I kind of, I went into rinse Nick there and kind of forgot everything that was going through my head at the time. Um, again, something we discussed uh, in mixed as because of Croatia getting, you know, um, pot one draw, it has created a very interesting pule. That would be the theme of uh, this year's prediction is that pule is just, this one's not as open. Um, I'm really interested to see what Denmark do. I've literally seen nothing of any training or I have no idea if they have local teams or leagues or what the crack is with Denmark. Um, I'll be brutally honest. Um, Belgian, Belgian, Belgium, um, have a good opportunity here to pull off a potential upset and get into top three. Um, don't think it will happen because Italy obviously seem to be um, putting their top men from the looks of it. I could be very wrong on this front um, into their men's squad. I imagine Italy and Czech Republic will take that. I think Pool B will be a very fun one. Does anybody else um, want to chip in with that one? I mean, I was just going to say on, on Pool A, uh, I, th- I think it's going to be quite a bit of a mixed fest. Um, of who could get through and no 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 this is men's <laughs> I, just... oh there we go <sighs> oh I'm dying of inside I do apologize people <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just not sorry I'm just not sorry uh, right okay uh, I don't even know what to say after that. It's it's going to be quite a competitive pool A, is what I'm trying to say. Um, I think Belgium, like, they it could be interesting to see how much they've learned from last Euros. Um, I know they've been, like, they seem to have like a fair bit of a club setup growing in Belgium. Um, definitely a very good community feel there. So I feel like their ability to sort of gel as a team will be quite high. Um, but then I, you know, I don't really know. I've heard rumours that Czechia 
players are playing in the Austrian league. So that's definitely going to be iron, steel's iron, steel sharpens irons. Steel sharpens steel sharpens steel. I'll get there eventually. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like they, they'll get, you know, they'll learn from that and they'll, they'll get better. So I I think they, they, they stand in a good shout. I don't really know where Croatia are at. Um, the one thing that I always keep in the back of mind about um, home countries is, um, or host countries, is that because they're at home, hopefully more players will be financially able to attend. So hopefully skill is not, um, you know, a detriment to, you know, financials of being able to come. So if they are around, they are should be hopefully able to afford to come rather than having to travel to a different country. So they might have more talent available to them. We don't know. don't know what that talent pool is because I've not been, um, you know, studied Croatian teams and players, but um, always something to keep in mind, I guess. But yeah, uh, Pool B, that could be very, very spicy. Um, England, Scotland and France and Hungary, I reckon, are uh, blessed Norway. Um, I think, is this another group that Norway are in with Hungary? I can't remember. Um, or are they, are they the countries that get pulled all the time? Yeah, maybe. I know uh, Italy are in with uh, Pool A for two of them, um, with, with Croatia. But yeah, Scotland, France, that's going to be a hell of a game um, for men's. And yeah, Hungary, like they, you know, were a bit of a banana peel team for Scotland nearly last last Euro. So that could be interesting to see if Scotland have adapted and, and can more confidently take on Hungary or if Hungary have just gotten stronger. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys said. The only thing that I'll potentially add is just as far as the size of the groups, the interesting thing that you get with men's is you've got three three pools there of five teams, one of four, which we focus in this episode on the way up, where you know you go into the knockouts upwards, but the other half of the competition is where you go knockouts downwards. Um, and with a five team, with three pools with five teams, I'm pretty sure the structure then, and don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure the structure is then that you have your sort of mirror knockout thing plus be below that a three-team round robin um i'm not 100 percent sure on it but I, I think that's how that works that's the thing that it makes, makes sense. sense that's what happened last year um, yeah. so that's interesting because that creates a benefit for those in pool d who might otherwise have ended up in that bottom set um but also it makes it really really imperative for teams in pool a b and c to clinch that fourth place spot instead of the fifth place spot. Because the minute you're locked into the fifth place spot, there are only three different positions you can come in. Whereas if you manage to get out of that dead zone, you have eight positions you can potentially achieve over the last two days. That's a huge difference. Um, so I think, you know, yes, there's a lot of focus on who's going to come first, who's going to come second. But I think the focus on who's going to come fourth and who's going to come fifth is really, really interesting in some of those groups where, yes, you would imagine, you know, I don't know, I'd imagine in Pool B it'll be Norway, but in Pool A, I couldn't honestly tell you off the top of my head who I think is going to come fifth and who's going to come fourth. With Pool C, you'd assume it's going to be Serbia, but who knows? We don't know what these teams look like. We don't know what their makeup is like. So if they manage to get one result that just so happens to go their way in the way that Hungary nearly did against Scotland last year, that could completely change their overall seeding. And if you're a new country as well, you know, one of the, the many debut nations that first seeding is so important. Like, if they manage to get a good seed on that, like, at the end of this tournament, they get a good position, that is their seed. Like, that's that's massive for them. 
um, and it, it changes things completely going forward. So if they cannot come last, that's huge. Um, so yeah, a lot of focus on the first two days, I'd say, for for a couple of those nations. Yeah, definitely. I just looking at it further, like Pool C looks quite hellish, considering how well Switzerland did last year, um, getting through to the top, uh, top eight, getting through to quarterfinals. Um, yeah, did really well, and I can't remember how Wales did. I think they lost in the quarters to Scotland. I want to say. Um, so and right. and Netherlands also got through, I think. Um, so all all three of them, I believe. Hang on, I'm just going to check this now. Um, got through. So wait. So Wales did get through. Uh, Nether- Netherlands, Netherlands came 15th. Oh no, no! Oh, forget about Netherlands then. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> that completely derailed me. But yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the men could. They could. I don't know. I thought, yeah, I, I remember them. I thought they played well last year, but apparently not. They apparently didn't play very well. But. Hey, here's the hoping hoping that it's going to be a bit more competitive than in Group C, because I I think it could be. We talk about how my predictions seem to be more accurate than your guys. The fact that I remembered Austria doing well in Worlds last year and the Netherlands not doing great last year in men's Euros, I think might be a factor. I think that might impact things a little. Never claimed we knew what we're talking about. (laughs) Never claimed we knew what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I was here for a good time. I'm I'm comic relief, you know. (laughs) There was a reason he wasn't on the world. Make sure Nick Nick stays in his place, you know. (laughs) For moments like this. It's it's literally everyone's job, (laughs) Colin. Don't worry. (laughs) Oh yeah, I I love it. It's brilliant. Um, I like to think I'm, in, I'm the number one person that putting you down. Come on, sir. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's quite a fight for that. Laughing with tears. Just to add on to that um, for Pool C, um, you know, based on something Zoe said earlier on, um, I'm going to steal your point, um, with the fitness of uh, the Swiss potentially playing a very massive part, Um Austria, Wales, and Switzerland having the extra game um, on top of, you know, the likes of mixed games as well. Uh, coaches, team management, all going to be play, playing a part. And if the fitness of the Switzerland squad is as good as Zoe says, like, you could see some upsets in the group stage because depends how the fixtures come out. But if they're, like, later on, in the second days, Switzerland versus Wales or Austria. Good. You could potentially see a, a bit of an upset because Switzerland would be getting better and better with um, every year that's gone by. Um, they're obviously doing very well um, with their coaching and training. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a very interesting, definitely a very interesting pool and see how it uh, pans out for the second day. I think it's very important for Netherlands, you know, in terms of ranking. Um, to beat Serbia as well. So there's actually going to be quite a lot of importance on that game for them. Um, similar to um, the Hungary um, games, because um, we've seen them last year have, like, have a few games where they turn up and play amazing for a few sets and then kind of die off later on in the game. Um, it's going to be very important for them um, to finish, to beat Norway and give England, Scotland, France um, proper games. Which we know they can do because they nearly had the a couple of big upsets during Euros last year. 
yeah, don't don't underestimate what these teams can do because uh, yeah, they there there will be surprises. There will be games that we didn't predict happening, like just because you know teams are seeded in ranks and teams are in clo- uh, countries are at different points of growth in of the sport in you know in, in their country. Uh, doesn't stop the six on court being any any worse off than the six on the opposite side of the court. Should we go on to predictions? Yep. Have else. we talked? Have we talked about Pool D yet? I don't. I don't know if there's anything really to talk about. No offense. Right. Okay. Okay then. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I, I genuinely, I think it's going to be Northern Ireland, Sweden, Ireland, Spain in that order. I, I, I don't see Spain beating Ireland. I was thinking about it and whether commenting like hot take that Spain might be Ireland. I, I don't think they will. Um, and I think, you know, get on to predictions in a second, but I think Sweden are going to get through in that group. So, yeah, should we go on to predictions? Yeah. All right. Nice. Agreement. Oh, That's wow. We yep. Yeah, it was uh, putting them together. This is the most boring one in terms of us differing in opinion. Looks really <laughs> I, like, I like second place in Group C, though. That's yeah, that's literally they're not beating Northern Ireland. <laughs> so, for our audio listeners, we uh, for uh, Paul A, uh, we all think Italy are going to top it um, with uh, Czechia coming second. In pool B, we all think England will win and Scotland will come second. Pool C, we think Austria will come first. Then we have a mix of opinion um, on for second place. I think that Netherlands will come second. Uh, Zoe thinks Switzerland will and Colin thinks Wales will. And for pool D, uh, we all have Northern Ireland coming top and Sweden coming second. Um, should we just get straight into pool C, or differing opinions? I mean, I've spoken why I think Netherlands could, could change it up. I, That's maybe, a maybe, hell of an improvement. May, maybe, maybe I've been blindsided by what I thought their mixed in women's did, but I think they could do it potentially. Maybe I'm going to end it there. <laughs> I think I, I, I personally think it's out of reach this, at this point round. Um, I've, I've never. I just think it's too big of a jump um, for one for one tournament, and I, I think. You know, Austria, Wales, and Switzerland as a trio to have to beat two of them. It just, it, I, I, unrealistic in my head. I, th- I think, like, I mean, we don't, we don't have the benefit of hindsight. So when this goes out, if we find out what the results of that friendly was between Netherlands and Sweden, I think that that could be interesting to give an indicator of uh, how that might go for Euros. Fair. Yeah, I mean, I know it sounds like a bit of a wild card one to put Switzerland in there over Wales, but technically speaking, in the rankings last year, Switzerland is was the best ranked out of those three. That is, you know, if we're doing it purely on paper without considering any of the reasons as to how Switzerland got a higher ranking last year, Switzerland were the best team last year. Um, I think Switzerland have continued to improve really, really rapidly. I don't know much about the Welsh team's makeup this year as far as the men's. I know a bit more about the women's, but the men's I'm honestly don't know very much about because I just don't have that many friends in the... I, I have a lot of friends in the... That's not fair. <laughs> I said that, I was like, I'm going to get so many messages. <laughs> so all the Welsh men sliding into my DMs being like, what the fuck did you say on the podcast? Hey, I yo. thought we were friends. Um... <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wales Wales are always very good and consistently manage to get out of the groups, I think, but they don't really tend to progress. Um which is what, what you've put down column here. I, I would say it's between Wales and Switzerland. It could go either way, flip of a coin. And at the end of the day, you know, there is an element of bias from me in putting Switzerland down because I've seen them playing and because again, as mentioned before, I will get an earful if I don't put them down. But it's not just that. Like I do think that they're a very talented men's squad. And I think certain things about like the um court layout and and sort of the width of the courts this time around, the twenty minute halves, those kinds of things that we've mentioned that have adjusted, I think might suit Switzerland better than they suit Wales. I think Switzerland might be better prepared for them this Euros. Um, and I think, you know, the sort of rest period as well, I think Switzerland are very good at. We've got a very good set of physios that come every time, like, and, and half the team are physios as well. So, like, it's it's one of those things where I can see Switzerland edging it. Um, I don't see them beating Northern Ireland. None of us do. So it doesn't really matter who we've said will come second in Group C because they're losing to Northern Ireland, according to all of us. So <laughs> I, I will say I do, I do think Wales will not. I think Wales will be the worst of those three. That's my that is my hot take. Okay, yeah, well, okay, I'll I'll play that. You know what? Let's put that as a reel out for <laughs> next. <laughs> oh, but before the, the post for that one, yeah. <laughs> post uh, post Euros. But yeah, no, I I do think I don't know. I think there's quite a few changes in the squad for the men's Wales team. Um, from what I understand from before, so I think we'll see how they go could be interesting i did back them in mix to be in, ter- in terms of like who'll be in their like main 10 to 12 it'll be fairly similar if they've got i think you're thinking of like you know the men plus development squad rather than just like the main squad they'll be taking because i don't think they've actually announced who's like playing men women and mix i think sam even mentioned this thing that he doesn't actually even know who's technically playing just men or mix or whatever they recorded their episode yeah 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 I've I've no idea, but um, but I, I'd be surprised if it's a massively changed Wales squad, and I think a lot of them play at a. Re- I don't think we massively, but I think they're at a high a high level. I'd be very surprised if Netherlands come out with a victory over there. Um, and I think I I really like the way Wales are like approaching, um, like how to handle an international squad. Like they're they're working towards you know, development squad versus senior squad. And um, I've always been a big fan of how, from my chats with Phil, like how he views development in dodgeball. Like, I think he does something similar like that for a living. Tell me if I'm wrong. Like the coaching aspect of how people like approach things. I think it's like a careers officer or something like something like that along those lines. Um, but it's, it, he's a really interesting guy to chat to. And I just think how he, he'll approach like the development of a lot of the wheels players which I imagine will have an impact on how like the the dodgeball comes across um to, to different players could be very interesting. And I wouldn't be surprised if Wales are a lot tougher to beat. Definitely that well than Nick thinks. <laughs> but um I, I could see them um given I think they'll give NI a real a real heavy game um in the quarters if if that's the two that meet. I mean, I am like basically saying treason sat here in a Welsh club top as well. Oh yeah, you're 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 dead, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, anyway, on to the semi-finals. Uh, so we all have Scotland beating Italy uh, in that quarter-final and Austria beating Sweden to get through. So Scotland-Austria at a semi-final. Um, any, any thoughts on like the progression to get to that point or then all of us predicting Austria to win that one? <laughs> I think that's a bit self-explanatory, isn't it? Yeah, cool. Right, moving on. Um, <laughs> Keeping the episode short. No, I, Austria I, are very good. Yeah, like Austria has some incredible <laughs> players. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Austria play. Um, and hopefully they don't get as many injuries as they had last year. Um, and hopefully aren't as wrecked by they COVID They are suffering with illness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, they, they have some amazing players on that squad. And it is, it is cool to watch them play. The only, the only thing I want to say is that in terms of the men, Sweden massively improved and played a lot better than I thought they would last tournament, I'll be honest. Um, but I just I just think Austria, compared to Sweden, are that tier above them um, in the rankings. Um, but they're, Sweden are still a, a nation to watch um, for you know future tournaments. And I, th- yeah. I do think they'll keep getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If I, if I remember correctly, I was just trying to trying to find it. I think um, Sweden pushed England quite hard in the group stages. Um, yeah, they did. Like, it was quite a close close game. Um, Up until, like, the last um, few sets, it was a very close game. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, Sweden definitely have it in, in them to, to make it make it close game. Um, but I, I do think Austria will not be messing around, and they will they will see it through. Um, on the other side of the pool, we've got all of us predicting Northern Ireland meeting England uh, in the semi final, which will be a repeat of the last year's final, um, which was decided by was it was it a ninety second set? I think it was uh, over overtime. It was no, it was, yeah, it was overtime, yeah. Um, because it was uh, it was basically down to the decision about whether because Johnny Hill hit Alex Harrison as Alex was going for a catch on a block ball or the ball had hit him something like that and then it was uh, Johnny and Kelvin with Brett with like one second to go and Brett still nearly made a ding shot on Kelvin <laughs> which would have been a very impressive if he had managed to pull that off for a one v one. Uh, but that is a most incredible final, and if anybody listening hasn't hasn't watched that, where have you been? And um, go go watch it. And all three finals were class. Oh yeah, absolutely right. class. We're um, I'm, we're definitely going to be in for a treat this year. <laughs> for sure. Oh hell, there's going to be a lot of good games like that. I think this is the benefit of like having more nations is that there's not this weird split system that ends up happening like you are getting the best two teams from every group going into the into the quarterfinal um thoroughly deserved and like better placed rankings so um or more fair placed rankings usually and it creates some incredible matchups i mean like we're saying out here like saying it's gonna be cut and dry like we predict this team to win and this this team to lose whatever but like we forget like what it is to watch a dodgeball game like at some point you've got to win those first few sets and almost certainly over the first three first four sets not one team is going to be winning all those sets most of the time even if they end up winning by a landslide those first few sets it's going to be nervy and it's then seeing like 
what happens with that team as they go on and, you know, if they then kick on and win the match or, um, you know, it, it becomes closer. And that's what I was really impressed me about Euros last year was just going there thinking like, oh, yeah, OK, right. So these teams are like a cut above the rest, blah, blah, blah. Like, and, you know, thinking about that and then you go and actually watch and it is not like that at all. Like every game is, is it's worth watching. There are some like big, you know, big blowout wins, but there are plenty more good games that are worth watching than I say blowouts throughout the whole weekend. But yeah, England, Northern Ireland. Um, we've all got a Northern Ireland winning that one. I don't, don't know why, if, if there's any particular reason. But yeah, just, so- I'm, like just it would be me for me. It's just reiterating what I was saying last time. Like I just think the way Northern Ireland have been approaching, um, you know, developments and training, um, has been quality. I, I haven't like obviously I haven't attended any of them, but just from speaking to people and seeing how they turned up at the last tournament. Um, they they really impressed me last year, um, and they thoroughly deserved the men and mixed medals, gold medals, um, last season. And I th- I think they'll they're continuing to work hard, and they're they all seem to be a really level headed squad, which I think will allow them to handle the momentum from from last tournament and bring it into into here to reach the final in my opinion but that's gonna be a hell of a game though because england will definitely be gone for them yeah definitely yeah i think it's tricky because i'd say england have better squad depth and we keep coming back to this 40 minute game thing but it does have an impact especially by the time you get to the third day um so that could be the difference and like we saw last year the difference between these two teams is marginal at best that being said, I do think Northern Ireland have such an incredible team dynamic and intuitive understanding of the way that each other play on court, which really helps them. Um, and I think that they will also be in England's head to a certain degree. Despite the fact that Northern Ireland won last year, I think their men will still have the underdog mentality, um, which is quite interesting that that's how that will work. Going to that match, I, I think Northern Ireland will still be viewing themselves as being the scrappy team that's that somehow, you know, got their way up there. Um, whereas England kind of walk around as if they deserve to be in every single match that they get to. Um, and I think that that can have quite a strong mental impact when you get to this stage of the competition. I wouldn't be surprised to see Northern Ireland putting everything into that semi-final, which is why I've also put them down as not winning the final. Um, whereas England potentially holding back a little bit, going up in the first half and just kind of being like, okay, we've won it, we can chill now. And then Northern Ireland doing exactly what they did last year and just pulling it back and putting everything down. You know, I don't know. It's going to be a close match. Everyone will say that. Like, we know it was a close match last year, but I think it will be a similarly close match this year with a very similar outcome. I completely agree with all of that. Yeah. The mentality side of it you've broken down really, really well. I think you've hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah, and uh, that's actually why I have them winning it all. Because um, I... Uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I, I do genuinely think, like, from, from an outsider's perspective, I was very wrong last year to, to, to look over at Northern Ireland and think, like, oh, yeah, they did well to beat England before, but, um, you know, like, that was maybe a fluke, a one-off game, but they've done it two years in a row now, and they won it last year, like, or two euros in a row like they, they are not a team to be messed with there's not they're not a team to to you know look look over and yeah maybe they do still do have that underdog mentality but the fact of the matter is is that 
They've beaten England twice. England are third in the rankings, I believe now. Um, like Northern Ireland are like the best team, um, in, in my opinion. And yeah, Austria last year were hamstrung by injuries and you know in COVID, but I, I felt there was still a bit of something lacking in in Austria's men's performance last year compared to England and Northern Ireland. Um, like I think England quite handily beat Austria, if I remember correctly. In the, in the semi-final, like I think Northern Ireland will be, should, or at least should be favourites going to that, from, from my perspective anyway and I don't think I'm making a crazy suggestion saying that Northern Ireland are going to win that game yeah, they might be tired, but like like we said, semi-finals are going to be the day before um, the finals, I think I think Northern Ireland could do it, just, just my thoughts on that one, but I don't know what you guys think about Austria winning it I think those three teams have a really interesting thing because I would say England versus Austria, England would win. I'd say Northern Ireland versus England, Northern Ireland would win. And I'd say Austria against Northern Ireland, Austria win. It's it's to do with the way that they meet and, and the way that their different styles of play match up, but also to do with the mentality and sort of the history that they've got playing against each other. Um, and it's just, it's really interesting to see how they match up. I think Part of the reason I put down Austria as winning this is to do with the fact I do believe that they've got an easier route to the final, and I think that that means they'll be fresher. That's what I said before. I think Northern Ireland have a slight risk of burning themselves out in that semi-final, which is the right thing to do. Like, you should... It's much better to burn yourself out in the semi-final and still reach the final and then lose there than it is to lose in the semi-final, as far as rankings go. Um, But I, I do think that Austria have a better chance of, like, sort of maintaining their energy across the four days and, and going into that final of sort of better headspace. That being said, I have put them down in the mix as well, so it depends on the order of games. Um, but I, I just think that their their fitness is going to really help there. Their squad depth is really going to help. And the fact that they don't have a mental block against Northern Ireland, they don't have that same history, I think means that they might just be able to go into that match feeling confident and calm um, in a way that they wouldn't necessarily against England, where they might feel a bit shakier because of recent results. So, And like we said before, Austria men last year riddled with injuries and COVID. I don't think it's necessarily representative of their full strength. We saw their full strength at Worlds instead. Um, and I think, yeah, in a final, Austria men should should be not comfortable favourites at all by any means. But assuming that Northern Ireland go against England in that semi-final, which I think we're all very confident that will be the semi-final, then if Northern Ireland managed to beat England, that'll be Austria um, set up quite nicely for the final. That, that's probably the final that Austria would rather have. Yeah, just one thing I wanted to add on to that is NI are the team that has the tougher semi-final fixtures on both mixed and men. Like, they're playing... The light, but the likelihood is, is that they'll be playing Austria in the mixed and then England in the men's semifinals. That's going to take a hell of a lot out of them playing those two semifinals. I'm assuming they'll be on the same day. Um, potentially yeah. one after each other. Like yeah. That's that's going to be take a huge toll. And very well could be uh, which match order plays a massive part in this, you know? Um, and in terms of the, fi- like, the final against Austria, I just think having that potential opportunity to play a couple of different players and rest a few people like taking being able to take that 10 minutes off could like be or make or break for a later match um 
and being able to kind of do that throughout the weekend. Um, I think Austria will have more opportunities. I I had to really, I really struggled to decide whether, I think NI are going to come away with one gold medal. I couldn't pick whether it was going to be mixed or men's. I think it'll be the mix and I think the men's will just come short, but you never know. And I always have the the opportunity to surprise everybody. They love to do it. They do love that underdog kind of mentality and story. And yeah, it's probably gonna bite me on the ass like everything else. But what Zoe says goes, as that's that's the rule of thumb, right? <laughs> yep. I mean, we all know it is right here. We, Especially we're the men's. Did Zoe absolutely smashes in the men's uh, predictions last year. I mean, we're just here for banter. <laughs> Zoe's here for facts. Spitting bars. <laughs> Never said that again. Don't let me ever say that again. <laughs> I should not have said that. All right. <laughs> On to women's. Yes, please. Let's do SM. All right. Women's pools. Um, for our audio listeners, pool A, Croatia, Czechia, Sweden, Switzerland, and Spain. Pool B, Austria, Netherlands, Scotland, and Belgium. Pool C, England, Wales, France, and Hungary. Pool D, Italy, Northern Ireland, Ireland, and Norway. Zoe, thoughts? Yeah, um, I mean, said it before, that pool A is really very exciting as a Swiss women's player because I don't think, I think it's really hard to say who's going to win that pool. You'd want to say easily on paper it should be Czech Republic, but I don't think it's as simple as that. I think that like Sweden and Switzerland are both caught up quite substantially. Um, Czech Republic, I think, are doing quite well as well from what I've heard. But that being said, we also know Tamara's got um, is it an ACL that she's got? Anyway, tomorrow's out as captain. Um, so that's that's a mental impact more than anything, I would say, losing your sort of like your your figurehead. Um, so that that could be a chink in their armor. Um, I think just in general, like it could really go any way with the way that the the sort of setup has changed. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see any of those three teams winning. I wouldn't be I mean, that's Ruth Croatia and um Spain, but like realistically anyone could do well in that group but i think that's if only two out of those three countries can go through that's a fantastic opportunity for for switzerland or sweden to actually do very well and to to potentially like it doesn't have to be czech republic that tops that group and it doesn't have to be sweden that comes or switzerland rather that comes third um as you would expect on paper i think it's it will be a much more complicated group than that the other pools are all quite exciting as well. I think Pool B is quite fun. Netherlands against Scotland could be a really good match. Um, pool C, we love a home nations matchup. And poor old France is stuck with England for a third pool. So that's great for them. Um, I, I We've said that before. One of those three countries where we're getting out that group. And that's that's actually really rough to, to think about. Because um, they're all yeah, very, very yeah. good nations. Um, and yeah, Italy against Northern Ireland in that Pool D to see who actually comes out on top. Um, could be very interesting. I yeah, agree it, with everything. <laughs> the, the interesting thing about uh, Pule and Pule C is the fact that Pule has none of the top eight from last year was in it. Uh, that's how tight it is between Czech, Sweden, Swiss. I think they literally were all pretty much bunched together um, in the results. Uh, so... I find that one impossible to predict. <laughs> um, I, I'll be honest. Uh, it was, you know, the three-sided coin flip, as you, you want to call it, <laughs> um, in terms of who goes through in that pool. And pool C, France really impressed me. 
last Euros, the women, um, especially as they were all they're all youngsters, aren't they? Or there was a load of them that were like, you know, sixteen, seventeen, debuting um, at Euros, having only played for what like months rather than rather than even a year or so. Um, and they were crazy good. Um, I watched back um, France versus Netherlands the other day, and I was just like, both both of those teams like have high oh sorry high potential um across the board um and i i think they're both going to be ones to watch i know zoe called it for france last time but i I could see them pull off a few upsets if um against potential teams don't think it'll be against england but um yeah i'm really looking forward to france versus wales in particular because i think the welsh women um against england always turn up and give them a hell of a game and make the make england really work for it it'll be interesting to see if they can get hit that level against um a france team as well Hmm. it's worth remembering that england wales and france were in the same group last year as well and yeah all all, all of them are really good games as well yeah england and france got through and wales didn't um by maybe they got through as the third the best third place. No, did they? Hold on. I can't. I can't oh remember. yeah, they did because all, all three. Yeah, all three of them finished top eight. Yeah, I already yeah. said that. But um, yeah, what a God, that's going to be that is going to be a tough group. Um, I think it's going to come down to that Wales France game. See who who comes out on top. Yeah, could be very interesting. And I think that Netherlands Scotland one, based on how the Netherlands women's did last year as well, um, could also surprise a few people. I think the Netherlands and Scotland were in the same group as well last year, from memory, um, in the women's. Um, so that could that could be interesting. I don't trust anything you said to do with Netherlands anymore, to be honest. I mean, that, that is true. I'm just going to ch- I'm just going to check. They were they were in the same they were in the same group. So, yeah, well done, you redeemed yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I only have one thought about the Netherlands women, and it's not even to do with their playing ability or anything like that. But I found out like a month or two ago that one of their new players, one of their debut players, is called something like Evelina Miedemar. And as a women's football fan, I desperately need a Netherlands shirt with the name Miedemar on the back. So if you're listening, I would like a trade, please. So last last year, I was, I was Nick asking for balls. And oh, there's more space for them, by the way. If you've got any that you might think for Euros, I will be there. There is, there is space for them to go over there. There we go. He's got, he's got his <laughs> real again. This this year it says are we begging for it? a specific top as well? That's from from a new player, a player yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. seen play. I it's probably, seen... It's... <laughs> I will uh, be watching. Somebody uh, from like the Netherlands like Instagram account's gonna DM you and go like, well, well we can get this done. Let's <laughs> 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 numbers. That'll be petition to their uh, oh, their kit provider for them to just put that one shirt out. <laughs> Silas so position. he's gonna send out a an EDBF press release asking for the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not turn up to Euros without a Spurs shirt to, <laughs> to swap over with. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> this. Don't worry. He's a new player, so she might not know that shirt trades are a thing, or someone else might get there in first, and she's only got like one. And I'm like, I need. I don't know how early is too early to contact someone to be like, can I have your shirt at Euros? But I think Zoe's always going to ask for this episode to be released early. Just so she can... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I mean, that's that. I mean, that's going to make shirt trades so interesting that people just trade shirts as they get off the plane. Like, please. Oh my! God. I don't need to play in my own country's kit. I'll play in Switzerland kit. Damn, that's fine. Oh my god! I mean, I it oh, did these it. These are idiots. Jeez, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> It did. It did. Uh, it did cross my mind that as you were talking, sorry, that um, some people who are listening to this podcast may not know or may not have twigged that um, we we do somewhat have different uh, alliances to the different countries. So Zoe, you are a Switzerland national women's player. What? You are. Well, you were last year. I hope you still are. No one told me. She she's she's wearing Swiss kit, people. So she could be fooling all of us. Um, Colin, if you if you weren't injured. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe yeah, if, I did, if I didn't have to if I didn't have uh, ligament surgery uh, I would I'd be trying to limp on court um, for, for which country which which country is that for the Republic of Ireland Republic of Ireland there you go and um, I'm a neutral because I'm not good um... <laughs> <laughs> says says we're in a Welsh top well, like more than wizards I believe yeah well, wizards stop um... to be specific yeah, so just for those who didn't know or didn't gather from the intro video, um, yes, we we do hail from different countries. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on the women's pools before we got way? Yeah, that, was, that, was my, that, was, that was my quick aside. That has absolutely that was, that was our tangent. That was our big, big tangent for the for the episode. <laughs> I, I mean, so Belgium got a new kit. I wonder who are going to be like the hot trades this year for for kids. I. Don't I Ireland have at any like... of them? Oh, Wales have some new kits, don't they? Wales have really nice new kits. It looks like. Mm, I don't know. I've, oh. I've seen photos of it. They've got three different shirts. They've got the sort of Brilliant. home and away shirts and a training shirt, and they look very nice. Oh, training, okay, um, that's not too bad. We'll, I mean, we'll that previous kit was quite nice. Person. But yeah, I, I quite like the new kit. I think it's a, an upgrade, As, assuming that it prints well. Then I think it's an upgrade on their previous kits. And oh, you need the actual designs. Okay. Yeah, the actual yeah, designs. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't have a Welsh shirt, so that's also one that I'm looking for. But um, none of the Welsh players have last names that I am emotionally attached to due to football reasons. So uh, I don't really care whose shirt I get. I'll just, I'll just stalk Wales at Euros. Did you, did you hear that Wales? She doesn't care, right? <laughs> I don't care about any of you guys. Okay. Hannah, Hannah Ward is going to be having awards with you, Missy. I'm telling you that much. <laughs> I don't have the same shirt size, so I can't trade with Hannah. How do you know you're going to have the same shirt sizes? Random, like a new player for Netherlands that you've never heard of or oh, met before? I don't before? care about that. <laughs> oh, you just you just want yeah, to that that that, that, that shirt is not going to be worn. That shirt is going to be framed, signed by her, and that. hung up on the wall. And then forevermore in the podcast, you're just going to see this Dutch signed shirt in she's a frame. Gonna, she's going to get it signed by her and then by the footballer as well. And Viviana Miedemars to sign it. Right, predictions. Here we go. I don't remember. Quite a few differences of opinion, I think, in this one. Ooh, interesting. Um, Very interesting. You really backed France, huh? I really did. Really, (laughs) really did. Really did. So, for those listening, um, I'll go through as quickly as I can. So, for Group A, 
Uh, myself, I've predicted Sweden to top the group with Czechia coming second. Zoe has and Colum have predicted Czechia to come top of the group with Zoe predicting Switzerland to come second and Colum saying Sweden will come second. Um, group B, uh, we've all got Austria topping the group, um, but Colum and I think that Netherlands will come second, so we think Scotland will. Um, for Group C, we all have England topping the group and uh, Colum and I have France coming second and Zoe has Wales. And Group D, we all have Italy winning the group and Northern Ireland coming second. If you're an audio listener, this is the first time I'll say this. I'd get the Instagram for catching out up and uh, have, a look, have a look at the predictions. Because if you could follow all of that and have that picture in your head, you've done fucking well. Yeah, I will be, I will be posting these about the time uh, the, the podcast goes up. Um, so that is your warning when you see these graphics. Um, these graphics will have already been up by the time the podcast goes out. Um, and then you can follow along and list, listen and see what we're talking about. But yeah, um, God, that is a, that is a, a lot of differences we've got to talk through here. Um, I mean, Group A we know was going to be a bit of a, a bit of a hodgepodge to see who would get through. But we have. So ba- basically, me and Nick don't have the Swiss woman going through. Which is an interesting one. I I would oh, <laughs> I I what literally predicted predicted the middle finger as I made this prediction because <laughs> the exact same thing happened last year. Yep, <laughs> and it will happen next year again. <laughs> Even if I predict the Swiss to win, you'd probably give me the middle finger. To be fair, it's just we'll, find, we'll always find a reason. It'll be that one year. Um, so it's just like this is an off year because um, like you know. Different people moved on and we're actually in a rebuild phase. And we're just like, sorry, but you finally got good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) yeah, uh, like I said earlier, I will never discuss in the poll. I take it the three of them are a toss up. Um, I I think it's really tight. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't think about the loss of Tomata. Um, whenever I put the check for, I'd still put them second. I'll be honest. Um, I th- I think all the women have improved massively, um, over the past number of years, and I think as a whole for the nation, I think that that um Czechia has really improved their discipline on court and game management and decision making, and I I do think they've got enough in the tank to become top two, and for me. Um, I think it's a toss-up still between Sweden and Czechia to who finishes top of that group, and I think the other one finishes second. But yeah, that's the one I think could go either way. Zoe, tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> I think I think you've got like if we're just looking at the previous results, then I think that is kind of accurate. Switzerland haven't done that well against. Sweden, though I think we only lost by two sets last time against them. Um, Most year games like, were very close, to be fair. That's the thing. Last year, was, I think we lost by two sets to Sweden. We lost by one set to the Netherlands, who came fifth overall. Like we, mm. we only beat Spain by two sets as well. So that's not great. But like you know, there were a couple of results that really could have gone a different way, and it could have been a very different year for us last year. The other big difference I would say is um, Switzerland for the first time in to my knowledge our entire women's history we don't have any debut players in our starting lineup slash women's team in general we've got some in our reserves but 
our, our sort of core set of players have all been to at least one Euros before and therefore by definition have at least one year's worth of experience, which sounds like such a low bar to clear, but it's not a bar that we've been able to clear before. Um, and granted, like some of the debut players that we had last year um, would like the two two of the women last year who debuted were two of our most impressive women, I would say. Like they had fantastic tournaments and they didn't let the stress of their first Euros get to their heads. I'm so excited to see how they do on their second Euros, if that's how well they did on their first ones. Um, and I've been telling you guys, like I've, when I've been to Swiss trainings, I'm incredibly impressed by how the women are doing in training at the moment. I think it's it's shaping up to look like a very, very good Swiss women's squad and something that could actually cause a couple surprises, um, which I've never really been that optimistic. I love Switzerland. I love the Swiss women, but I'm not usually this optimistic. Um, and I think that this is this is me putting down Switzerland as second with genuine belief that that is what's going to happen. It's not me saying that because I'm in that team. I genuinely do think that we will get that second place spot. Um, I think that that's within our reach, definitely. Um, yeah, the Czech, Czech Sweden question is an interesting question. It could go either way. I really don't know. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say it will it will come down to really close matches there, and it could be a really weird group at the end of the day. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, the only reason I've not got Switzerland in is sort of my. Like, I, I was. It, it is a bit of a one where I thought oh, I could be any of the three. I was speaking to tomorrow the other day, and I think if if there is an opportunity, same with Switzerland, but if there was an opportunity for Czechia to get through to the quarterfinals, I think this is your your best shot in that group. Um, and I do I do think they can do it. I do think they will just edge Switzerland. I think there, there is a case of, and I think we were all really guilty of it last year of um, you know bias towards what you've seen. Um, we'd all seen. England, Scotland, Wales players play. Uh, we all thought they were going to do really well. And boy, were we wrong because we hadn't seen any of continental Europe play. Um, so the only thing that I've got to go on is like what's been happening in Europe in terms of international or you know national-based competitions, what's been going on, how much opportunity have people been getting to play. I think like Sweden have like so many opportunities. Like you went over, Zoe, to referee the, the Swedish... It, was it the Swedish Cup or it was the Scandinavian Cup, whatever it was? And I know yeah. your comments were that, you know, it, it it will depend on, you know, what teams come together, but there were a lot of new players or, you know, different, you know, different abilities coming through. But I think that's kind of the beauty of it is that they maybe know that and they've got all these different opportunities for players to step up um, and, and do that and, and play in different scenarios, play different people um, from different countries, etc. And I think the Scandinavian countries have done a really good job of, like, you know, getting involved, like Sweden seems to have played like Norway, Denmark and Netherlands. And I'm not sure if even Belgium have done something recently as well with them. Um, so I think just exposure would have blooded quite a few new players potentially for for this. And I think they might be better prepared as a result. Might be, I don't know. Um, and I think Czechia might be in a, in a similar-ish scenario. Not that Switzerland haven't been, but yeah, like you say, last year, it's... It felt very, you genuinely have no idea how Switzerland are going to do. You can make a really close game, but whether you'll win it or not is going to be the real difficult difficulty. And it's been another year's worth of experience, but I don't know, you know, it's always worth saying that we've had another year's worth of experience, but then so has everyone else. And we don't know what, you know, where everyone else has grown and how they've grown. And I'm just feeling those countries that have had more more exposure to competitions might have that edge. That That is 
my only thought on that one. Yeah. No, I don't know. I've seen I've seen Czech teams at club level. I've seen Swedish teams at club level, and I've seen Swiss teams in club level. This is genuinely one of the groups where I feel more qualified to actually speak on it. I think Sweden will be incredibly good next Euros. They're already a very good team, but I think like the development that we're seeing in the Swedish club scene will mean that they are really a powerhouse next Euros. Whereas this Euros, I think they'll still be a middling team in the same way that Switzerland is, in the same way that Czech Republic is. Switzerland, I think one of the reasons why we've got such a step up is that we've had new clubs coming through. And specifically in the women's side, we've got a new women's club winner. Like the the, the Sharks have now overtaken the Foxes as far as like the actual women's league within Switzerland. And you can see that reflected in the team makeup. Um, some of the best players that are coming through are the new players who are coming through through the Sharks instead of through Foxes who haven't really grown as much as a club. Um, so it's this interesting thing where I think like that new blood coming through might be part of the difference for Switzerland. And I say new in air quotes, really, because we saw them in last Euros. But I think that's that's the difference is that they have that combination of new blood, but they know they know what a Euros looks like. They've played it before and, and there's a bit of team cohesion there. I'm not so sure about Sweden. I don't know whether they'll be bringing in a lot of those new girls yet or if they're still just a little bit too new. I think they are a bit too new. And so it won't be. They won't be coming through just yet, I would say. But we'll see. I haven't seen the team announcements yet, so I don't know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Worth keeping that in mind uh, to the listeners who are listening in the future. Um, when it's released, and yeah. we all sound like idiots. Yeah. I mean, we always sound <laughs> like idiots anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the other groups, I just want to like raise them because there are some interesting ones in this. Uh, I mean, Zoe, you're the odd one out on for Group B and Group C in Scotland over the Netherlands and Group B and Wales over France. I'm very curious about the Wales and France one because that is contrary to what we were thinking last year. And exactly, in fact, I'm pretty sure it's the exact opposite of what you said last year. Literally. Um, Which means that we're going to be wrong next. Yeah. (laughs) So um, tell us what you discovered uh, on your travels of international (laughs) club fame with Warwick Eliminated and Astros. I, I think part of the reason I said it last Euros, before the Euros in my predictions episode, I said part of the reason why I thought France was going to do so well is that people didn't know that they were good. Like, those of us who went to the Paris Open knew that they were good. We'd seen it, we'd experienced it, we we knew that France and their women in particular were very talented. Um, and it was that new crop of players that were coming through that a lot of people hadn't played at international level. And then they arrived at Euros, and the feedback that we got when we were at Euros was people going, oh my god, I can't believe France is so good, how could I have ever known this? And even like people from Wales coming up to me and being like, you literally told us, and yet somehow, somehow I was surprised that they were good. And it's that thing of like, great, so they've had their surprise round, um, despite the fact that there were signs that they were going to do well on that Euros, I think people didn't really see them as a threat until the first or second day, like until they were playing the matches. And even then they were like, well, maybe it's just that they've had a couple lucky results until they actually like, you know, got out of the groups and, and people were just like, oh shit, they've, they're a very good team. The problem is we've now seen them. All of those matches at Euros were recorded. Everyone's had time to think about it, think about what happened and realize that most of their strength comes from their catching ability. And so you just have to not let them do that. Um, and the minute you don't let them do that, then they kind of fall apart a bit. And so that's that's the difference. You know, I, I know you made a joke about what have I discovered while playing for Warwick Eliminated, but 
what I discovered was when we played against them as Warwick Eliminated that had, you know, a couple England players, a couple like Welsh players, uh, me, like just a random selection of internationals on it, playing against the top French women's team, which as far as I could tell, I don't think that team had ever lost a match before. We lost we beat them in group stages by a frankly obscene amount to the point where players were crying. It was oddly upsetting to watch. Um, and that's why I say I don't think they'd ever been beaten before. And that's the thing. Why could we do that? The, the answer is we knew what, how they played. We knew what to do. We knew how to play against that squad. And they just didn't have an answer for it. Um, we played against them again in the semifinals and it was just the same story again. They didn't know how to respond to it and they were just sort of stuck. And it's not even necessarily not knowing how to respond. It's not having the specific... Um, skill set to be able to respond to it i'd say you know if if the team in front of you are refusing to give throws that will allow you to catch then you have to start responding with i don't know your running counters being stronger or or you know throwing power leaning into that a bit more they don't have it um they they have incredible catching abilities and their throwing power is coming on but i can't honestly say in good faith that i think the french team have particularly good throws i think the welsh team have a really good balance and they now know how to play against France. They've experienced it. They saw what happened last year. They're not going to let that happen again. Um, so I, I would be very surprised to see France beat Wales this time around. I think that people know what's coming with France, um, and that puts them at a deficit this time around. I think the next Euros, it will be the same thing. It will be the other direction, where they've they've had enough time to learn how to like fix those little gaps in their abilities, and they'll have improved. But... I think this is this will be their learning Euros. This will be their Euros where they go in expecting to do as well as last time and they get a really harsh lesson in, in just what happens when people know how you play. I'm curious, because with the, the way the, the French play, I think it means that um, if they get up early, they are in a very good place to maintain a lead. If they start losing early, I don't think they have the ability to fight back, if that makes sense. They don't really have the ability to claw back a, a, a deficit. Um, and I am curious to see how uh, longest, longer matches are going to play into this because they stand more of a chance with their ability if they do win the first few sets to really drag it out, to really you know go for those catches and just maintain the league and get you know get frustrated throws out of other players. Um, so that's maybe why I'm leaning more into it. Um, the other the other side might be might be true as well is that because there's longer time teams won't stress as much if they go down early and therefore know that they can just keep playing their game and then they'll get they get back into it because there's more time it's kind of hard to tell i just i thought france were really really good last time um and yeah maybe, maybe you've seen something different but they i i did listen to what you said last time and i was expecting them to be good but they were better than good is what my like when i went watched them they were really good their team cohesion not just their catching ability speed around court um their awareness like they weren't just good catchers because they were uh, you know we can catch a ball we're good they were like f- their fishing was insane the ones that were coming off the, the rebound catches their awareness like they those are abilities that don't disappear and i think that'll be really interesting to see if, if they yeah, how it goes. Having said that, I think Italy are a slightly similar team in a way. They're just quicker yeah. and I think a bit more harder hitting. And that's why I've got Italy beating France to get through to the semi-final. Because, I mean, I, 
I also maybe I put France in because I knew that that like because I put um, Italy being above Northern Ireland in that group, knowing that it could be a France Italy quarters. I I just every France Italy matchup is incredible to watch, and I I really hope that we get to see one in the women's. It would be absolutely amazing. Um, I like I g- genuinely am dead curious. I really really hope that happens because we were blessed to see it in mix last year and. It was one of the best games of the tournament. Um, if you haven't watched it, go watch it already. I'll say it's on blue in the face. Um, and I really think uh, Italy-France women's match could be equally as impressive to watch. So that you know, that's my prediction. But I think Italy will, will see that one through. Um, for me, in terms of the France women, every single one of their games pretty much, except I think one, was like one to two sets in it. Like, like Nick was talking about, they really know how to play out the match, and it was so evenly balanced. I get what Zoe's talking about in terms of it was a surprise. I do think this will be a learning heroes as well, but that, like Nick said, catching levels are going to be the exact same. People make them work harder, but I think even whenever teams were learning about like their catching ability moving into it they were still plucking them out of thin air and they were still bringing games back. And I, they're, they're not going to lose that like fight in them. And I think what they have to work on, it's been like an entire year since the last year. And I think they're only going to get better at different aspects of the game. And I could see them improving in different areas because they were trying it. They were trying different things. It just wasn't there yet. I think once they shake off the cobwebs and the nerves of like playing their first year, because like Zoe mentioned earlier, whenever she's talking about the Swiss players, that extra year can be a big difference. Um, and that's why I see them making it through. I think Wales will be focusing a bit too much on trying to beat England because I think they know deep down that they can do it because they know the players so well. And They should have beaten them last year. Absolutely, 100% completely agree with that and i think that's what's going to be like their main focus and i think they might let slip against france in doing so that uh, potentially like it is it, it's going to be a, i think that's going to be a really good game um and i think it'll be a classic french woman super tight one set in it and um, pretty much the entire game <laughs> like I, I i do think it'll be really close um and i think because the Italy women haven't played them before, I think that kind of like similar mentality from last year um, will play a part. I don't know whether Zoe's face says I'm I'm forgetting about a game of France and Italy women playing. No. Okay, right. Thank God. <laughs> I was like, if I absolutely bottled that. Um, no. The, yeah. the, the version of the face was just um, uh, Lugo, so the, the best... Italian women's team uh, in the French Open did astoundingly well. They won the tournament by a landslide. I wouldn't say anyone was anywhere near being as good as them. And in the same way that, yes, Warwick eliminated somewhat trounced Ligon, who are the best um, French women's club team, I would say Lugo pretty heavily trounced us in the finals. Um, And so, you know, you can't necessarily say that means that they would have trounced 
Ligue 1 even more, but mm-hmm. the way that they treated every other French team en route to the finals um, is a pretty definitive look. And it's club level, so it doesn't necessarily represent how international games work, but especially in countries where there's less teams. Like, obviously in... Actually, I was about to say, obviously in England, you get so many different people from different clubs in the national team. That's not even true. Um, but, you know... <laughs> not as true as it should be. Um, but the... Uh, yeah, the France team has a lot of the Ligue 1 girls. Like, when we're talking about the young girls coming up in through mm-hmm. France, we're talking about the Ligue 1 girls. And when we're talking about the Italian women, we are talking mostly about Lugo with a handful of, like, you know, uh, Shamrock and um, uh, Lionesses and, and stuff like that. Lady Lions, sorry, they're not the Lionesses, they're the Lady Lions. Um, but, like, you know, a handful of players from the other teams, but I would say mostly Lugo. So it is somewhat a fair comparison point if you have any kind of match to look at and i would say that's that's why i've put down um well i mean i didn't get to do italy against france because i put wales through but i would say italy would have won that match against france anyway so yeah that's fair no i i i, I think that court like that set of quarterfinal like no matter what three teams you know are going to be in it is going to be a really good game and i i was just really impressed by the french woman last time and I think if they're able to, you know, pull off what they seem to be trying to do in different games to try and claw back against certain opposition, if they're able to take that up a level, I, I genuinely do think that they could give Italy a really good game. And I think that semi-element of surprise, and I think, yeah, just, just, just that like kind of, we've not faced them before don't know what to expect necessarily we don't know how our play style against their play style is going to work out i i, I really do think they could snatch it but again it's going to be by like one set and it'll, i have no idea it's going to be a big back and forth affair um in my eyes but um yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to that hopefully um occurring mm, it's gonna be, wrong, gonna be a good one <laughs> any time will tell but on the other semi-final, um, because of the bit of a nightmare we've had in predicting Group A and B, um, it's resorted in, interestingly, I've predicted the Netherlands to be Sweden. Zoe's predicted uh, Czechia to be Scotland, and Kong's uh, predicted Netherlands to be Czechia. So we've, <laughs> we've all got some very different conclusions there based on how we think groups are going to go and how, how we're gonna, who we think is going to win. Colin and I both decided basically that second place of B is going to be better than first place of A, um, which I guess goes against the grain. But I just Netherlands looked so good last time, and I think they're only going to get better. Like, yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but like that—that that is my gut instinct and gut feel. Is they did look really good last time the women. Um, yeah, and I think, I would, I think I personally, I think they're going to be better than Sweden because I think Sweden are good, but I think Sweden's strength are in their men's and in, in men's are mixed. Um, and that's why I've got Netherlands over Sweden, but don't know about you, Colin. Well, I don't have them facing Sweden. No, you got them over Czechia, so what are you <laughs> Why do you no, think I, I, I really like... So they're one of the ones... That, and there is potential for a bit of recency, recency bias in terms of... I was watching a few of the um women's games to try and get a feel um a reminder for myself how each of them played and the netherlands women really impressed me um i, th- I think they have a lot more in their locker than people think 
and I think a lot of it was minor tweaking that needed to happen. Big thing being decision making in big moments. I think whenever a set was turning out of their favor, they didn't know how to calm things down or how to how to like react in certain situations, and that's all through experience. So assuming they keep the core of that squad and the what like the girls that were playing um really really well from the last time come back um i i could see them beating either sweden or czechia uh just just through um the big thing was their throwing compared to in my head compared to the other nations is what will help them overcome the other opposition whoever that may be Sorry, yeah, I I like the Netherlands a lot, obviously. I think I'm in a <laughs> position and I would like me to Mars shirt, please. Um, no, I, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> I, I'm in an interesting position because last year um, in women's Switzerland, we're in the same group as Scotland and the Netherlands. Um, so I've, I remember how those matches went. And I'll be honest, when I said Scotland are going through over the Netherlands, I was remembering how it felt to play against those two teams. And um, the amount of fear that the concept of playing against one of those teams puts in me compared to the other. And at the end of the day, the Netherlands beat us by one set. It was an incredibly close match. And looking at their results from last year, they it's littered with very, very close matches. At the end of the day, they still get the wins. You know, So they basically had what Switzerland wishes we had was our tournament. We lost by a set almost every major match. They won by a set almost every major match. Scotland, on the other hand, had yeah they they dealt with us incredibly well like that we didn't have anything against scotland we couldn't do anything we were stuck um they had a couple weird results last year but i think overall i view them as being the technically better team um so that's why i put scotland through but scotland against czech republic an interesting one um i would say the star players of scotland are better than the currently available star players of czech republic um but then when it comes to playing a 40-minute match, I don't know. I is That one was a really, really hard one to predict. I This is, to me, the closest prediction, and I really, really would put it either way. Um, I think that the reason I eventually went with Czech Republic is purely because I think if we're thinking about 40-minute matches and you're not necessarily trying to close up the frames each time because there's so many of them, so you're just trying to survive... The, the way that Scotland does well seems to sometimes rely on Amanda King just being a fucking baller and catching three things in the last 20 seconds of the match. If you don't put Scotland in a position where they desperately need that and you just sort of leave her alone, as you can do in a three-minute match, you could just kind of win it by ignoring the star players and just going for everyone else on the team and just winning based off time. Um, so that's kind of, I think Czech Republic, if they play their tactics correctly, I think could win that one. I do think Scotland are on paper potentially the better team, but I, I think it comes down to tactics. Um, and that's why I put Czech Republic down, but I, I would, I, I think either one will make it through. I don't really care. Um, I don't, I, I don't not care, but like, I, I don't think it really, I think both deserve it. Um, and because it doesn't have a massive impact on who makes it to the final anyway, as we've both, we've all put down the same thing, um, I kind of 
you know, whoever gets through, they deserved it. And I'm not going to be surprised to see either of them. Um, and I'm sure it'll be a fantastic match. So very, very close game, I'm hoping. Yeah, no, I I mean, I don't have that match happening at all. So I'm cu- yeah, curious to you <laughs> if it does happen and, and what and how, how well that will go. Um, going on to the semi-finals, like... We both got England and Austria. All of us have got England and Austria going through, um, and we have got a mix of people for the other who they'll be facing. But on that journey, um, I, I think we, we know there's not much point going too much into detail on the Austria versus whoever comes second in Group A. I think they're what five-time European champion, what um, world champion currently as well. They, they are favourites to win. Um, but the other quarterfinal has us predicting England versus Northern Ireland because we think Northern Ireland are going to come second in their group. Um, based on comments made earlier about Northern Ireland potentially having a stronger women's group in their mixed team, like why why, why do we all think Northern Ireland are going to come second in that group? We are putting Italy over, uh, you know, favoured over Northern Ireland because I think they are one rank different at the moment. I think Italy are fourth and Northern Ireland are fifth in the women's um, European ranking. So why do we think that that fourth, fifth gap is enough that Italy will still come above? Anything? Um, in the rankings, in, in last year's ranking, then Italy came fourth. In the actual like seeding, Italy is still the higher seed. Yeah. So Italy consistently the better team, but Northern Ireland did better last year. Yep, but we think Italy will do better this year. <laughs> I, I like the Northern Ireland team for the women a lot. I think they're a really, really sound group of girls. I don't necessarily view them as... Again, it comes down to which ones inject fear into me. Northern Ireland trounced Switzerland, obviously, last year. Um, and I don't think we've played Italy, but I would rather, if you offered me between those two teams which one I had to play, I would rather play Northern Ireland. Um and I think it will come down to, I think it will come down to catching um, in their match against each other. And I think in a forty-minute match with wide, wide courts, I think that will benefit Italy better than it will Northern Ireland. I think Italy's depth is better on their bench than Northern Ireland. Um, and whenever Northern Ireland have to start going into their bench, it doesn't feel as if they're. It feels like a very different Northern Ireland team, whereas Italy have a lot of high quality in in their players um, beyond just their starting six. So I think that's that's why, for me at least. Yeah, I realised I asked that question and realised we went quite into detail on why we think Italy is going to beat France. So mm. I think those are somewhat the same reasons why we think they're going to be better than Northern Ireland. Um, yeah, I can't remember. I think I can't remember where Italy placed against Northern Ireland last year. Um, Northern, Northern Ireland did beat Italy quite comfortably in the third fourth playoff. So yeah. Could be an interesting one. I don't know. Um, I just think Italy may have got a bit better over the year um, compared to Northern Ireland, but we'll we'll see. Um, I re- I really like the Northern Ireland women, and like I said, I, I the kind of setup that Northern Ireland have for their training, I think is from what I've heard is very impressive. I don't know much about Italy, so I can't obviously comment um, in terms of how they train. But I I expect um, a strong rise. Um, in ability for you know those who are on the fringe 
of breaking into like the the top six for the women. Um, it's why I think the the NI mix team is incredible because I think like their top um four or five women are are really strong um and do a really good job and I think they do the same in the women's discipline. Um, and I think their um kind of bench players um will be taking a a step up in terms of what they bring to the table. Um, which is what you have to expect if you want to if you want to keep playing at the top level because you know there's a there's a few names on that list uh, or not on that list uh, that'll be fighting for spots so you, you have to keep on raising your game and that's the kind of mentality that Northern Ireland um, want um, throughout all their squads so although we're, we're kind of all predicting them to to miss out to Italy and you know miss out to England in the quarterfinals like this isn't uh you know, saying that they're not good enough because they de- they definitely are, and there's definitely enough quality there to beat the Italians. Um, I don't think there's enough there to beat England necessarily. Um, but uh, don't don't sleep on them. You know, I I, I didn't predict them to to lose out deadly, you know, comfortably. I think I think that'll be a very very good game to watch. Um, Italy versus NI, and I think yeah, we could we easily that's one where we could easily be doing a dis disjustice to um the squad because I, I really do think that there'll be a big improvement in in those women and that that's the team that came third you know I'd... yeah yep team that came third versus team that came forward at fourth in the same group but yeah i think ultimately they will lose out to italy and i think all oh, they need to lose out to england um and i, I yeah I, I think that's just going to be sort of the way the cookie crumbles in this one i think uh it comes down to two games for northern ireland I, in, in, in all reality for the women's, in my opinion. But yeah, um, and so you got anything to say? Shall we move on to the final? Because we both got in, all got England and it, uh, uh, Austria winning and getting through to the final and having another England-Austria clash. And we've all put the oh, same we all time. put Austria winning. <laughs> we've done it, guys. We finally yes, agreed. <laughs> um, oh, God. I mean, like, we put out a reel last year of, like, when I was talking about how much I just thought the like the Austrian women just play like some amazing, amazing dodgeball. Um, they do. They proved it yet again at Worlds. Um, I don't know when this like golden age of Austrian women's dodgeball is going to end. I hope not. You know, no time soon because they never. are never. Just please never. Like it's just incredible to watch. One of my favorite teams to watch. Um, so I don't think there's much to say. I think they will do really well. I think they'll be England. Um, I don't actually think it's going to be that close either. Um, I think Austria are going to be quite strong. Um, and, you know, touch wood, no COVID, no injuries. I think they are going to absolutely blitz this tournament. Yeah, I'm I'm somewhat inclined to agree. I wouldn't necessarily say it will be easy, easy, but I do think Austria are incredibly impressive. I think the reason why we were conflicted about putting them as our prediction of the champions last year was because we gave England the benefit of the doubt with a new manager with years of, you know, time off to rethink things and rejig their approach to things. Um, we've said it before, we said it last year, part of the reason why England don't tend to do very well against Austria is they're slow to adapt. And we were hoping in our predictions last year that that was something that they had taught themselves in the intervening times. And they didn't. And I don't, I can't honestly say in good faith that I believe that they've done it in the year since. It's a much shorter time frame to do it. They've changed a couple players out. There's a, a few more, you know, Derby players coming in and stuff like that. Um, 
though the official teams haven't been released yet, so who knows? But um, yeah, it's it's a slightly different England lineup. Do I think that it's the England lineup that can beat Austria? N- no, to be honest, I don't. I don't see the versatility in them. I I think that they're a team that could go three, four sets up on Austria, um, similar to what happened with GB in the final against Austria at Worlds. But then I can always see Austria pulling it back. I think Austria just have so many different options and so many different ways of playing that it doesn't matter if you go up you can't necessarily hold that lead if you know you've you're going up because you've found a version of your game that happens to be working very well and you're comfortable in then they change it and as soon as you're out of a your you know ideal form of game then you're screwed really because their ideal form of game is every single form of game it seems um i can't work out for the life of me how to be austria i've thought about it a lot i don't know how i would if i was a manager how i would do it i think it's a really tough ask um and i think you know when you say (laughs) the golden age of austria it's been what like five euros now in a row that they've won um i don't know when the the golden age for austria women is going to end beyond just when these players retire um i don't think that there's a massive amount of junior level stuff coming through in austria at the moment so maybe that's how austria get beaten is through time um but i don't see it happening this year's i don't i don't know about next year's it might you know it might be that the young young blood coming in through italy or france manages to push them over the line next time but i don't think it will happen next year's either to be completely honest unless something you know massive happens or something incredibly tragic happens <laughs> i don't really see a situation in which austria don't have that talent and that depth um to be able to to take that win yeah, let's uh, let's hope nothing bad does happen. Um, but uh, I, I I would say like yeah, I just they've got a lot of depth. It would take more than just one player having a you know season-ending injury to to take yeah. out that Austrian team. So you know, I'm just saying, make sure that plane lands. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of them will drive over probably. Um, so I think I think hopefully Touchwood will be okay. But I I think what sticks out to me is oh, just. <laughs> I try to keep that note happy here, guys. Like, let's not think about death and misery. Um, <laughs> it's a dodgeball podcast. <laughs> you okay there, Colin? You're right. It's debating why I do this. Um... <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, we wonder too, Colin. Um, but yeah, so I, I do think, like, thinking back to that final in the um, the worlds between uh, GB and. Austria. I think one of the reasons that it was potentially as close as it was was because GB were able to bring in players, um, you know, some of the best players from the other the other nations, and those players like really played well. And I don't think England have the ability or depth to bring in like style players that, to replace that. So you know, the new players that might be coming in, I don't think take up that void, and I don't think that will help in taking on Austria. I think Austria are just gonna be well too rounded. Um, they they've got years of experience together as a group. Um, they're incredibly fit. They're going to be absolutely fine. I think. Yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's going. Are you saying Austria are incredibly fit? Just really, I really <laughs> feel like you need to isolate that sound bit there. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, what um, is happening? Uh, yeah, you can tell it's getting late. But yeah, um, Basically, do, do, do I'm going to do a long summary. Long, long story short, right? Yeah, Austria do you, do you. women are fucking incredible, right? 
Um, I think it'll be closer than you guys are giving credit for. I'll I'll be honest. Um, I I say two sets difference. All right. Okay. I thought you were agreeing with Nick splits in the no, final, I think, which I think Nick Australia made it sound will... like it's going to be like five plus sets win. Um, no, I don't think it's going to be. No, I, I think I said they're going to blitz the tournament. I think they're going to do well and they're going to do you know win comfortably enough. I don't think they're going to you know smash everyone. I think it will seesaw. I think England will go ahead by what they think is a comfortable amount. Austria will change it up. England will panic. They won't be able to respond. Austria will change up again just as England is starting to work out how to respond. Austria will go ahead. England will put, you know, pedals to the floor and go full speed to try and catch up and we'll beat two sets. I don't away see from I don't see England being ahead of Austria within four set after four sets played. They usually do. I, but the fifth, I, I the, in, the, in the finals of my head, I'm pretty sure England go ahead first and then Austria. Yeah, no, I think I think they could away. by like the first That's two sets. Works. But I think after four sets, I think Austria will be will be on top. England on, on track. have a very very good style of play, and it works incredibly well. Yeah, this is um, one where I'd love to know the actual England squad. To be honest, yeah. Um, I I still to be honest, because obviously they have the entire squad pre-cut um announced and from looking at it i don't think there is a squad there that could beat austria no matter who you take but i think there is a, a certain set of players that can disrupt the way austria play um but like we've talked about austria women really know how to change change it up i'm interested to see how the handle um the the squad management throughout the tournament depend on who they play. Um, I think they also play a bit. Well, both of them really. Um, it'll be interesting to see if either nation kind of prioritize, you know, certain sets of players in women's and mixed. Um, yeah, again, that's that's something that we won't really know how teams tend to handle it until you see a couple of tournaments with this. Um, uh, this rule set, but yeah, I, th- I just think Austria just have too much um, in their locker for for England to be able to beat, and I think it'll be a very interesting final. I'm interested to see if England bring in any new players into the fold because I know there's a few players that made the overall squad that have the potential to change things up. Um, so yeah, no, I think it'll be a really interesting tournament, but I, yeah, Austria, Austria will win all the way. Fair enough. Um, any more for any more, or should we should we wrap it up? No, I'm good. I need to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> amazing! Um, wow, and we got the metazoe as well. I don't know what's happened there. Metazoe, um... <laughs> and I am now Tom. Oh my god! And then you like see the yeah. third screen, and the fourth screen. <laughs> Who needs color anyway? For our audio there listeners. Nick has fucked up and then fixed it by fucking up Why? again. Get me. No, you've got <laughs> me and Zoe the wrong way around. Yeah, there we go. Nice. Ta-da. But yeah, wrapping up then. Um, it's going to be an interesting Euros. If you can get yourself there um, and you haven't you know, thought already about trying to get to, to Euros to watch, I highly recommend it. Um, it looks like the venue's going to be pretty cool. We're, rumour has it, five courts. Um which would be an additional court from last year. And it looks like the, the seatings looks like there's going to be loads of space. 
um, to watch. It could be really good fun, really good atmosphere. I mean, last year was absolutely amazing. Um, I don't like last year sold it for me. I want to get to every Euros, every international competition I can because it's just such a good energy, such a good vibe. So, if you're listening to this for the first time and you're like, "Hey, what's uh, what's Euros dodgeball like?" and you, you know you're you've played it for your for your club in your country uh definitely come along to euros definitely come and see what the what it's all about and come say hi um i mean myself i'm gonna be there so we might be a little busy um but i'll definitely uh, be nick, more than nick will love you forever if you bring balls um yeah if you bring dodgeballs um to add them to specifically dodgeballs um i don't want any tennis balls or anything like that um <laughs> please don't <laughs> bring them a tennis ball please <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming on the plane home with me. <laughs> I hate to break it. That's too funny. Um, but yeah, uh, it's going. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and I definitely think we need to do a better job um, at, like, you know, getting people together and saying, "Hey, let's get a, let's get a group out to, to these events." So next year, calling it now, we've got NEC, WEC, CEC, um, and we've got the World Championships next year. If people are interested, start conversations, get groups together, because if Euros is going to be cool, Worlds is going to be even bigger and awesome. And if you want to get a flavor of what it's like, the the European regional championships are going to be just as good to just get a flavor for it. So um, find an excuse to book holiday to watch dodgeball. I mean, to be fair, with the regional Euros, you don't even need holiday because it's just over a weekend. So those are ideal if you're you know, trying to skimp out on annual leave. Um, those are a great way of doing that. No, because uh, you go out on a Sunday still. Come on, Zoe. <laughs> if you're not fun, it's a really good thing. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, if you're not able to make it to this Euros, then the that all the courts should be live streamed, as far as we know at this point in time. Um, I'm sure those listening when this has been released will know more about that. But um, as far as we know right now in August... Uh, it should be all five courts streamed um, and we should have at least two courts commentated with one of the courts being like a sort of showcase court. That's all going to be on EDF's YouTube page um, alongside the showcase court should be on EDF as well as WDBF and also potentially on Twitch. We'll see about that one. Um, so, yeah, lots of places to watch it, lots of places to get involved and sort of talk to people and... I don't know, just get to know people from other dodgeballing communities. That's one of the best things about Worlds I found um, was just the group chats uh, on the sides of the matches and just chatting shit with people from all the way across the world and um, shitting on phone players mainly. But, you know, just sort of, it's nice to be in those chats um, and it's a good way of sort of getting involved in that wider international dodgeballing community, which is just a fantastic community and is constantly growing. So, yeah. And we do love dodgeball. Stop it. And yeah, if I can be bothered, I might try and set up the Discord to do like a watch party in that as well. Oh, if you, yeah, if can absolute Because, you know, I mean, that's where we record the podcast. Because I'd be watching from home, so. We, we do have a Discord. We are working on it. I say we are working on it. Every so often we do something and tinker with it to try and get it to work. But, yeah, maybe, maybe Colin will I, will, I, will actually, I will actually sort it out in <laughs> the, near, the near future. Whether it's sold in time for years is a different is a different uh, story, but it'll definitely be ready by the time um, the new season starts for for BD. Awesome. And, you know, this is the point of the, the podcast where I have to grovel for your support. If you can give us a like or subscribe, that would be awesome. Um, we are Give us a subscribe. Yeah, give us a... <laughs> What the hell is that? Um, <laughs> but yeah, honestly, like every, everything else, and um, you know, if you if you enjoy dodgeball and you want to know more about it, like get in touch. Let us know what you think, what 
what you want us to talk about. Um, and yeah, give us a like and subscribe, give us a comment. Um, wherever you're listening to podcasts, give us a review, hopefully a nice one, um, and five stars if you can, because uh, all, all helps spread the lovely word of dodgeball and why we are so invested in this amazing sport. But yeah. And please don't and- dock us a star for our bad humor. <laughs> <laughs> And please give Nick a tennis ball at Euros. Please. Dodgeball. Dodgeball, please. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. If every nation brings Nick a tennis ball, right, I will find something to celebrate that, that fact, honestly. So he's bringing it for Switzerland. I'll oh. organize somebody to take it for Ireland. Uh, I, th- I think this has to become a thing. <laughs> oh, do you know what actually would be really cool, though? If, if you did get a tennis ball from each station with, like, each of the players signed it or something, that would actually be oh, sick. Cool. That is and then Nick would have, purpose. yeah, yeah, I know, but like, I'm just trying to get him tennis balls, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't need any more dodge, but look at him, he's got far too many already. I mean, I need more, like, you know, I, I haven't yeah, seen, yeah, we can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I haven't seen any uh, Croatian Euro dodgeballs up for sale yet, I don't know if they're doing them, but like. Oh, there's a design, yeah. Oh, okay, will we be able to buy them? Is it only there that we'll be able to buy them, or? I don't know that because that's not my remit, okay. but I have seen the designs for the balls and uh, yeah, you should get one if you can buy them. I assume you'll be able to buy them. I'd I mean, be shocked. If you... I'll find I'd a be way. Surprised. <laughs> yeah. I'll find Basically, a way. Nick Dodge needs enough kit. balls to it make a pyramid and yes. then it can stop. Then I, need to, then I need to buy another set of shelves that I can put behind me here that can then go even more. I want a whole wall of dodgeballs. <laughs> I'm staging an intervention for you next episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, whenever we eventually do our Q&A episode, um, we're definitely going to, it's just, we're going to finish on um, the last question being, so Nick, the real reason we're here. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had the conversation in chat earlier, of like, guys, I need you to tell me to stop. <laughs> yeah, true, to be fair. Because you, you know when you people did, are saying, you, you need to get a hobby, and then like, well, this is my hobby. <laughs> I'm taking it too far. Oh my uh, god! Podcast isn't enough. A pyramid of dodgeballs is needed. So if you can help, I'm once again asking for your dodgeballs. All oh, right. Also, okay. I want one thing. I do want to call it before we go. Um, you said it would be closer to 90 minutes. I said it'd be closer to three hours, and I was definitely right. Thank you. Yeah, we are two hours forty on the recording. Yeah. Um, um, pretty good length i think that will cover every single plane journey actually like anyone getting the plane anybody complains about it being short you can fuck off (laughs) (laughs) right um (laughs) as classy as ever see you next time and see you at euros